0: thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for September 7, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, joined by my very good friend, Jesse. Thank you so very much for joining us on our Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. Brother, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Good, man. What's going on with you? Oh, I'm drained, bro. All this wrestling news is... Uh... Getting my uh, my mental state lower than it already is, bro. Jesus Christ. I don't sleep. There's no rest for the weary here. Seemingly, it looks like every day there's something new. There's wrestling news lately? I must have missed it, man. Uh, maybe you're living in a fucking cave, bro. I don't know. I maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Bruce Prichard captured you and uh, showing you sports entertainment 24-7. I don't know. Yeah, man. That's what it's all about, right? I know. Yeah. Um, we had a big night tonight, Jesse. We had uh, quite the e- eventful... Weekend, uh, with all out leading into the the scrum, and then obviously into what we got into this week, Monday, Tuesday, with the news of CM Punk and the Elite and this big backstage brawl. I want to thank everybody for joining us six thousand live on. It was uh, what was it Monday, Tuesday? Well, I, I forgot even when we did it. Tuesday, Monday was right. Uh, Monday, Monday, we did. It, it was crazy yeah. six thousand live. Uh, we went over uh, everything we needed to do there. And we have even more information, and we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump right into it. And I want to start off with the CM Punk elite fight that happened with everything that came out of the post-show scrum. Now, we had the CM Punk side of the story. Apparently, his side of the story was, uh, I guess, reported on yesterday. There was a rumor about his injury, which we will all get into. will lead up to what we got tonight with the open of the show. Okay? I want to do things in chronological order here for everybody that's just tuning in. This is coming from Fightful Select. All this stuff is coming from SAP. Fightful Select reported that, per the Punk and Steel side of things, after the scrum, the Young Bucks approached Punk's locker room. And I'm sure, Jesse, you know about this and have read about it. Punk wasn't answering the door after having been in a long match bloodied and really emotional from the scrum, the Bucks were said to have pounded on the door, with claims that they kicked the door down. Now you can look at Jesus this. Christ. At it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm sorry. Yes, I, we don't it even was know. Fucking Tuesday. We, we, it's Tuesday. Jesus. Sorry, guys. I'm so I don't even know what fucking day it is, man. Right. Um. They kicked the door down. Okay. You can look at this any which way you want. Uh, EVPs, Jesse, should not be kicking the doors down that's just the way no, i i see it
1: uh, no no i 100% agree right there i have a quick question though to interject right there yes sir one of punk's um issues was the 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 issue of leaked information yes how do we have punk and ace deal side only no i have i have their side how do we how do we have
0: their side i don't know how do we have their side one of them two must have leaked it I'm I'm assuming. I mean CM Punk called out Alvarez M Melzer during the scrum, so it's easy to get a hold of one of those guys and get the information out there.
1: Well, I mean if he doesn't Or, like or maybe one of leak? the maybe
0: somebody in Punk's camp reached out to Sap and got the story out there. I don't know. That's a leak on Punk, man. Yeah. All right? Just wondering. He can Go leak. Ahead, continue. He can leak. I mean shit has been leaked about him, right? So why not why why not? Why can't he leak? Yeah, he did it first, you know. Uh, EVPS yeah. EVPS should not be kicking the fucking door down. Okay, no, absolutely not. No, you know, and, and, no. and the the world champion. You can look at it both ways. The EVP should not be kicking doors down. And if you're the no. world champion, you you should you know you you should really carry yourself as a world fucking champion. But you yeah. but clearly in that spot in that moment, you know, CM Punk should have expected somebody to knock on his fucking door after what he said. So I mean, uh, I'm still in the belief if they had had they not, he
1: would have called them pussies after that. Of course he would have. Plus, Punk said his door was always
0: open. Plus, Punk said if you have a fucking problem with me verbatim, you come and find me. Which I guess they did. They didn't have a a problem. They had a super kick party all over his fucking door. They kicked down the forbidden door, man. The EVP shouldn't be kicking down anybody's fucking door if that was the case. Moving on. According to Punk and Steel's side of things, Matt Jackson swung first. What'd you think about that one, Jesse? Matt Jackson swung first. We read yesterday that punk threw a punch. Yeah, the initial...
1: So the initial narrative was punk swung first. Then then the secondary reports came out, and, and, and Nick swung first. And, you know, it. unless there was cameras back there, it's always going to be a he, should, he said, she said. Yeah. No one on the elite side is going to say, yeah, we swung first. No one on Punk's side is going to say, yeah, we swung first. No. So.
0: No. It's definitely a he said, she said bullshit story. So, according to Punk's side of things, they swung, Matt Jackson swung first, they swung first, but Mist and Punk responded. You know, that's not really, uh, that's not really how a world champion should be carrying himself. But, Jesse, I'm looking at both sides of the uh, the story. If someone's taking a fucking swing at you, you're going to swing back at them. I, I just look at it like this. I look at it as...
1: As far as in the, in the back goes, a fight broke out. And, uh, and that's just it. A fight broke out. All we really know is that the first quote-unquote swing happened at that damn um, scrum. Yes. Because the fight wouldn't have happened if Punk hadn't did what he did at the scrum. Yes. So that was the, that was the spark of the fight. I don't want to say that's the spark of the whole conflict because the conflict existed before the scrum. But that fight wouldn't have happened if Punk had not done what he done at that scrum.
0: Absolutely not. So, Punk swung and misted. Uh, misted. Uh, like like he's Black, uh, Malachi Black getting fucking missed in the face. Uh, missed, and Punk responded. We're told at that point, Nick was pretty much taking it in. Omega and Steel then pushed their way into the room. Ace Steel's wife was in the room. Supposedly, she was watching Punk's dog, Larry. Uh, that's a huge responsibility there, which is what Steel had told people set him off and made him go ballistic, throwing chairs and ending up biting someone. This part really got me a little, uh, a little what the fuck, Jesse. So according to uh, the, the party here, A. Steele's wife was in the room, which this made Steele go ballistic. Now, unless, and I don't believe this to be the case at all, unless one of the crew members or one of the members of the elite went and lunged at A. Steele's wife, I don't know why she's even being brought up here as a fucking defense mechanism for him to go and go ballistic. What the fuck is that about? No, that sounds I, like I bullshit to me.
1: No, I don't I don't um, I don't see that as 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 a reason unless I see what he's trying to do to try to justify what he did. But unless he's trying to say that someone was actually attacking his wife. Yes. She's not a dandelion distress, no. dude. I mean, she can get the fuck out of those. She lives and she's married to a goddamn pro wrestler. Yes. She's I mean, nobody was attacking her. She was fine. Um, maybe Larry started all this shit.
0: You know, maybe about that? you know Larry. You know, I, I heard through the grapevine, bro, that Larry is uh is a degenerate. You know,
1: Larry needs to get his fucking his, his fucking ninety day no complete calls, man.
0: I know. No more treats for Larry.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe. St- Ace didn't bite anybody. Maybe he's trying to fucking cover for Larry. <laughs> about
0: maybe maybe, maybe. Larry I don't know.
1: Kenny. I don't know. That would be some undercover work, i tell
0: you that. If anybody finds I heard, out
1: that. I, I heard, and this is legit. I mean, I was bullshitting, obviously. This is legit. I heard Kenny got into the fray trying to save Larry from the melee.
0: Well, I don't know, maybe.
1: That, that I that's, mean, that's, bro, that's if, actually, if, if I heard if, he was trying to save put, Larry if, from the from the, all of the chaos and shit. Bro,
0: if we're putting Larry up against anybody, I'm taking Larry all day long. Oh, God, man. So, Larry's uh, Larry's cool, but I tell you that dog's fucking hideous, bro. The the white the wife situation, that's a bullshit story. I don't believe that for for a reason. He he was simply using that as an excuse to justify his actions. This yeah. guy was going to war with CM Punk, no doubt about it. It doesn't matter who was there, and it was a 3 on 1 situation, so he felt like he had to get involved. His wife had nothing to do with
1: it. Yeah, it didn't help that a few minutes ago in the scrum, Punk just said how he needs friends that would fucking catch him when he falls and to fucking go to
0: bed for him. Yes, and how Ace Steel is one of those guys. He just
1: sat in there watching him get into... Of course he's going to jump yes. in. Yes,
0: so yes. So, they- so,
1: so, so, uh, so, according to Ace, so according to Ace, if his wife wasn't in that locker room, he would have been sitting there watching this shit like this.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, re- okay. yeah, really. But believe, us, believe us, folks, we- we- we've we dissected this shit quite a bit. We- we've done our homework on this shit. So that, that's a bullshit excuse. Uh, from what we heard at Fightful, Omega didn't seem nearly as upset initially, but things got out of hand, and he ended up being bitten. We're told the fight was a very long altercation. I had read somewhere, I don't know where I read that, it wasn't long at all, it was over before even, you know, you know, you know it, it got really terrible. And, and the talk back and forth did not stop after the brawl. There were rumors that CM Punk had injured his triceps during the melee. However, those near him Say that it happened during a dive that many noticed during the AEW All Out main event against John Moxley for the world title. He could have been, uh, he could be seen icing it after the match during the scrum. We haven't been told of any severity, but we're told that uh, Punk was hurt going into this backstage fight. Uh, we don't I think know. That's important. It, it is important, but the thing is, Jesse, we don't know anything about that. The only thing that we know coming out of tonight's show is that CM Punk is going to be removed off television indefinitely, and he's been stripped of the AW World Championship. Nothing about Punk was even mentioned. His name wasn't mentioned. And nothing about his status was mentioned at all by anybody on the show. Yeah, I I think that's important.
1: The fact that he was hurt in the match, I think that's important when, when you try to look into or get into Punk's demeanor and attitude backstage. Basically, he knew he was going to be out of action yet again. Yeah. And he just got that title, so it added to his frustration. So he himself knew that once he left that podium and that live camera, he was going to be back on the shelf again. So he just said, fuck it. You know, while I'm here, I got a live mic. I got got these cameras here. I'm going to let this shit out. Because he was pissed. Like I said, I think he was pissed with that crowd reaction. And he knew that once he left that fucking locker room, once he left that building, he was hurt, and he wasn't going to be back. And he, two-time champion and hurt right away again.
0: Uh, by the way, Jesse, uh, I spoke to a couple of people that I'm very close with in regards to this situation, and uh, they absolutely are in agreement because I told them what we talked about, and uh, they agree that CM Punk coming out of that main event and hearing that reaction for MJF definitely left, with, uh, left him with a bad taste in his mouth.
1: Oh, he, 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 he can so tell. So we are not that.
0: the only ones that actually uh, picked up on that.
1: Yeah, you can tell it seems to have set the tone for his fucking mood. Yes, right away. That that scrum was, man. Minutes, minutes after hearing that reaction, he knew he was hurt. He was already pissed about the Bucks, about Hangman. He was already pissed. He knew he was going back on the shelf. He knew he was going to be a two-time champion and two-time injured. He was he was pissed. He was he was pissed about everything. He just let it all out.
0: So Steele has been suspended. CM Punk presumably has been suspended. We will go over that in a little bit, but that is the side of the story coming out of the CM Punk Ace Steel camp. Um now we are gonna go into the Young Bucks and Omega side of the story, which is not as uh as detailed here as uh the, the ace steel and CM Punk side of the story. So oh, wait, so oh, wait, you heard you heard Ace was suspended? Uh- I, I didn't hear a suspension for Ace or Punk yet. I'm just I'm just going out on, uh, on, on on my own accord, thinking that he just got suspended.
1: I, I heard I heard the suspensions for everyone else involved except Punk and A Steel, and I was left to assume that they were going to get special circumstances or different circumstances than the other ones. That's why they wouldn't. Well, I do know, I do
0: I do know that both Punk and uh, Punk and A Steel were not in the building. They were not in Buffalo oh, okay. at all, and oh, gotcha. uh, they they did speak to management via Zoom. Is what okay. I, is what I last read. So they, they okay. both had they both had individual meetings with man with upper management uh, at some point today. So okay. the young bucks and Kenny Omega, their side of things, say the young bucks went to go talk to CM Punk as he would outlined they should do if they had a problem. The claim was that they opened the door, not kicking it in, as claimed by the other side. And of course, it was like Jesse said. He said, she said, bullshit. And before yep. Matt Jackson could say anything, Punk had went off and started throwing sucker punches at Matt's at bro, I mean, I can't even fucking read this with a straight face anymore, man. That the whole the both sides are completely different.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're so far off that I don't even want to hear the stories anymore until <laughs> an impartial party comes through with a different story. I mean, let one side tell it. Punk and Steele were sitting there in the locker room reading the Bible. And, and planning their next match, and the Bucks came kicking down the door, swinging and throwing shit, and they're trying to defend their wives and the dog, And but well, let the other side call it, they came into the room, and Punk just fucking shot at everybody. I mean, it, it.
0: we don't know. So Punk had went off and started throwing sucker punches at Matt's head, Nick Jackson went to go intervene, and a Steel allegedly threw a chair and hit Nick in the face. At least that part of the story lines up, because we know from the moment that we heard about the story that A Steel had thrown a chair... And uh, now Kenny Omega's getting involved. Kenny Omega's involvement was said to be him trying to remove Larry CM Punk's dog from the situation to help keep him safe because he was barking and going nuts. Their side of the story says that once he was handed Larry, uh, handing Larry off, he tried to get A Steel off Nick Jackson, and A Steel bit Omega and pulled his hair. So that li- that side of the story lines up as well there. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. consistent. It, it, it's nice to know that Kenny Omega had Larry and his best interest at heart, which is a great thing to see. Yeah. Perhaps the only lighthearted aspect we heard was when someone joked he got bit and someone assumed Larry the dog bit Omega only to learn that it was allegedly a steal. Now, we we heard all sides continuing shouting with allegations of legal threats from Punk's side. Again, this is uh, one side of the confrontation, and you guys now uh, understand both side of the story here. This is all coming from... Sean Ross Sapp and for Select. There is, Jesse, uh, legal ramifications. Meltzer did talk about legal ramifications in regards to this. Uh, I don't know what these legal ramifications are going to uh, really be for, but uh, I want to say that it may not look good for Tony Khan if the real information gets out. I, I kind of have a feeling that Tony Khan wants to dumb this thing down he doesn't want any police reports. He doesn't want any fucking lawyers involved. He he may he may be he may be having a whole, a whole fucking hush money situation himself here. If yeah, if I could use that analogy correctly. Yeah, because the problem here is, it this
1: it, is not just wrestlers fighting in the back. No. Unfortunately for Tony Khan, these three individuals represent the company of AEW. Yes. When you're in management like that. It's not just a couple of wrestlers. It'd be the same if Tony Khan beat up somebody in the locker room. Yeah. So if he doesn't, if if if, if so, if Tony Khan were to say, "Look, man, I'm going to fire you," and then Punk said, "You can fire me. I'm going to fucking sue AEW for a hostile work environment." I was not attacked by a wrestler. I was in. Ta- I was attacked by AEW management.
0: He may have his own hush money situation going on here. Uh, I know he does not want to get Warner media involved. He may be trying to dumb this thing down. Uh, I don't know what uh, this pertains as far as CM Punk is concerned. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, so that that I don't even want to insinuate on. Uh, but as far as we know, this is the story that is out there to the general public. And anything else that could lead to legal ramifications, I do think that Tony Khan is going to want to fan the flames as quickly as possible and get on with business and then take care of all these parties uh, when, it, when it comes time to There was a talent meeting, Jesse, today. Uh, This is, according to the Wrestling Observer, they reported that AEW champion CM Punk was in Chicago, not Buffalo. It was also revealed that A Steel and CM Punk had a Zoom call at 4 p.m. Eastern this afternoon. Uh, That wasn't the only meeting that took place. Uh, They are reporting that there was a talent meeting with AEW and management the AW locker room and management that took place at 4:15 Eastern, with talents, referees, coaches, and announcers, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, and John Moxley were set to lead the meeting. Now, I looked at this, Jesse. I read this, and I'm like, if Tony Khan is having a meeting with the, with the locker room and getting a meeting together, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, and Brian Danielson are the best three people to lead any fucking meeting in any promotion period. So they're off to the right start with those three guys representing the locker room
1: yeah i absolutely agree um it's i mean it sucks that they're all x wwe guys
0: it doesn't matter they're, they does, they're they, they the most matter. level-headed just,
1: in that locker room it it doesn't matter at, at this point we're just trying to get some locker room harmony and yep. these are three of the most respected guys in the locker room so that it, it, it's perfectly it's, it's perfectly um um fitting that they take care of this situation
0: Chris Jericho had been complimented by several on the AEW roster about his demeanor and resolve as the elite CM Punk situation unfolded. Wrestling Observer also confirmed to Fightful Select that, uh, or or at least they confirmed Fightful Select's report of a CM Punk injury and added that he needs surgery, and they reported earlier today that the title situation would be resolved on Dynamite, which it was. CM Punk was stripped of the AEW World Championship. Uh, I don't know if the injury is severe enough to strip him of the championship again, or if this is just a... A decision by Tony Khan to say, you know what? You, you embarrassed me. You embarrassed the company. Now your punishment needs to be served. Championship. Give it to me. Give it back to me. And then we'll go on and uh, do what we got to do with that championship. The wrestling news. Brian Last reported uh, yesterday that suspensions all around would be coming. And that is exactly what we got this afternoon. At least seven people suspended in AEW. This is also coming from Steve Mulehausen of Zone confirming Justin Barrasso's report earlier, earlier this morning that everybody involved in this thing, that's the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Brandon Cutler, and Michael Nakazawa have all been suspended by the company. The Young Bucks and CM Punk have been pulled out of the intro to Dynamite. If you guys were paying attention to that, they were removed from the intro of the show. And Ace Steel was also taken off. And Punk's situation should be cleared uh, whenever Tony Khan gets to it. It's all pending the completion of an investigation regarding what happened at the scrum after All Out. Um, I think this is the right move, Jesse. As far as the Bucks and Omega are concerned, clearly I don't think anybody expected them to be terminated. But uh, stripping them of the championships and suspending them for however long is absolutely the right move.
1: It absolutely is, man. Um, And I don't know where this is going to go as far as the, the end of it. Well, I I know the Bucks and Kenny and all of those guys, they're not getting terminated. No, that's just not fucking happening. Um, is punk getting terminated? I, I, I think that's the only thing that this investigation is, um, is, is, is going to pretty much weigh on. Um, because well, I let me see it going either way, because, I mean, a lot of shit fucking happened,
0: though. Well, well let me ask you, after what we did yesterday and, and going into today, do you feel any different after what we talked about yesterday going into today? Because I did put out that I have a feeling when we get to Wednesday, we're, we're going to be talking about CM Punk being fired from AEW. This morning I woke up, and I, I did not feel that way. Uh, I, I don't think that they're going to end up firing him. I do think that he's going to serve a very lengthy suspension, and now that he's hurt... Whoever knows, you know, who knows how 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 long he's going to be out. If it's a tricep, if it's uh, a bicep, whatever the fuck they're saying it is, you know, he's going to be out on the shelf for about three, four, four, you know, three or four months or so. Probably longer than that if it's uh, if it's worse. But I don't think they're going to end up terminating him. I don't. On on, I mean, it, I can I can see it going either way. I mean,
1: I can see him keeping you know Punk. I can see him letting them go. The 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 thing is, there's a lot for TK to consider as as it pertains to Punk, because. It's become apparent that he is very injury-prone. Um, Now he has to weigh in and try to figure out how much this situation has damaged Punk's stock as it pertains to everything that he was able to bring to the table as far as fan acceptance and things like that, man. We know how the fans can be. Is Punk ever going to be world champion again? If nothing else, he's proven that he can't stay healthy long enough to hold a damn championship. No. I mean, so he has to weigh the whole ordeal. I mean, does he cut his losses now and say, forget it, let it go, and that maybe I can make my locker room happier? Or does he say, hey, he still brings something to the table and they've talked this shit out and maybe we can move on? There's a lot to weigh in on that plan. I mean, it could go either way and I would actually understand either either decision that he, he makes.
0: Yeah, I, I think we as a fan base are, are really in that same mindset as well. I, I just can't wrap my head around Tony Khan legitimately... Firing CM Punk, it's just, it's just so out there, fucking crazy that I can't, I can't really fully embrace that 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 aspect. But you know, the one in, the, the in, one in thing re- I the one thing I can see is CM Punk and the ego he has, not wanting to apologize to to the elite and to Kenny Omega and, and those guys, not wanting to listen at all. Maybe they would listen, I don't know. But CM Punk not wanting to apologize to them. And then Tony Khan saying, listen, I want to keep you here. I want a harmonious locker room. We can't have this. The locker room is expecting you to be the leader that they, they expected you coming in here to be. You need to go out there and own this shit because you're in the center of all of it. And people are pointing the finger of blame at you and at me. I'm going to leave it up to you. You want to apologize. You have to go do that if you want to be back here. If not, then at that point, Jesse, like you said, he may actually have to cut his losses. But I think it may be a mutual thing. CM Punk may actually walk out here on his own and not want to come back. But on that aspect, do you do you see him walking away from, you know, however fucking much money Tony Khan is paying this guy? He's set to make millions, bro. Who's to say his wife didn't get involved? I said this earlier. You know, what are you doing? You want to walk away? Fucking be a man. Tuck your balls between your legs and go in there and fucking apologize. And get work done and go do business. You don't have to fucking have drinks with these guys after the show or dinner with these guys after the show. Just go in there and be the leader I know you are. It may be up to him, bro. We don't know. If, if Punk was able to
1: just go to work, punch a clock, and go home, we wouldn't be in this situation at all. No. At all. I mean, so the things that happened ultimately pissed him way the fuck off. Because otherwise, all he had to do was exactly what you said. Look, rumors are spreading. This is net. I don't care. I get paid what I get paid. I'm the fucking champ. I'm going to go out here and do what I'm supposed to do. But he can't operate that way, and we know he can't, man. He's he's not going to just be quiet and and just work. He can't do that. He has to be punk. So, can he do that? Can he sit there and and deal with it and move forward? That's going to be a decision that's going to be ultimately up to punk. You know, I mean, but if I'm TK, I'm weighing this whole ordeal. You know, how much does punk mean to me now? Not before, but now. And... What can he do for me? The guy can't stay healthy longer than a week.
0: Now, I said this on Twitter, bro. It's, it's fucking sad. Looking at where we were, you were in the building for the first dance. You felt that energy. You seen everybody's elation and, and happiness in person. You felt that energy in person at the United Center. And, and to look at it now, a year later, it's so fucking sad to see where his run has come to or what, what it has come to. Two title reigns, both marred in injury and drama. And and, and, and and hypocrisy, bro. I mean, all the yeah. shit that he was saying when you were in the fucking building, I mean, is it even the same guy a, a, a year later? Yeah. I, I don't think so. And with him being injured again, like you said before, uh, Jesse, w- with Tony Khan really need to weigh his options about how injury-prone he really is right now. Maybe the seven years wasn't really doing him good at all. Yeah. Um, with him being injured, I, I, I think we are well beyond CM Punk ever being a world champion again. And I do think that he needs to be used sporadically in like an edge or a Brock Lesnar like Rolf, Tony Khan still wants to utilize whatever value he has left in him.
1: Yeah, and that would be making, I mean, I mean, I don't think that's something they really want to do. I think they want to get full value out of Punk if they're gonna be paying him what he's being paid. But to be honest, and I said this the other day, I said this before, I feel like Punk already internally made the decision that he wanted to leave when he went out there to that scrum and did what he did. I think internally he said, fuck it. I know I'm going to get, I mean, I don't care anymore. But Before I go, I'm going to say what I got to say. I I can't, I can't fathom Punk going out there and doing what he did at that scrum and then being in a brawl in the back and expecting to still keep that job. It's almost like he said, well, fuck it. I don't care anymore.
0: Fuck do, it. Do, do you think the supposed injury also played into that as well? Yes. Knowing that knowing that he'd be out, like, it's, it, let's say it's a serious injury. He's going to be out yes. six, seven, eight months. Do you think that played a factor into it? when he's like, you know, I'm injured now. I just won this title again. I'm going to have to give it up again. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I'm going to go out there and drop bombs. I don't give I think a shit. It was,
1: I think it was all of it, man. I think it was that crowd reaction. I think he knew he was hurt. I think he knew the severity of that injury. He knew he was going to be out for a while. So now he was going to look like, a fragile fucking, you know, asshole. He was already upset about the Bucks. He was already upset about Kenny. All of this shit came to one big boiling pot. The injury, the crowd reaction, and, and just he, he blamed the crowd reaction on the Bucks and them leaking information. I think the Hangman thing was just another thing, and I think the Colt Cabana thing was just also another thing because what the fuck did Colt Cabana do to Punk at All Out? Why at All Out was Punk, was Colt an issue?
0: Nobody bro, the, young, bu- the, bro, the young Bucks, the Young Bucks, as reported, you know, a lot of people are thinking that they leak the information, man, you want to get to him, you mention that fucking name, and you're going to set off a string of, no pun intended, dynamite, honestly. So they set him up for really getting that worked up and angry, because like you said, it had nothing to do, Colt Cabana had nothing to do with anything that he was embroiled in here with. With, with Moxley and the World Championship and coming back from injury. But he made it all about himself. He made it all yeah. about that. Now, I said this, and we said this on Tuesday. He's allowed to feel however he wants about that guy. But there's a time and a place to talk about that personal shit. And it wasn't after a fucking marquee event like All Out, winning the world title and then taking the spotlight away from Moxley and, and the, the whole show and everybody else on that show and MJF, which nobody was talking about. Everybody's at blame here. Punk's at blame. Uh, Tony Khan's uh, to blame first for acting the way he did at the scrum and not doing anything. The Bucks are for, to blame because they're EVPs and they yeah. acted not like fucking professionals. And management, Page is at blame too. But Page, you know, he's just acting on behalf of the Bucks. I don't really. I I I think Page is to be you know blamed less out of everybody else. But he's I, still. I was gonna, I was gonna say I, I don't
1: see a single thing that Hangman Page did wrong. No not one. No no no. Not, me, not me, me neither.
0: E- even, the, even the even the shit
1: about Mosey cut. That's bullshit nothing is off limits in a fucking promo unless you specifically say beforehand. There's no scripted promos, bro. So if you know there's something that's going to trigger you like that, hey, Hangman, alright, let's go out and do this shit, bro. Do me a favor. Don't mention anything about this fucking Coca-Cola fucking guy. I mean, I don't want to deal with that out there in the fucking public. Other than that, have at it. Yeah. And then Hangman say, whoa, well, you and Coca-Cola, if that would have happened, Boom. 100% Punk's in the right. But it was, a, it was a promo. And they go out there and they cut deep. Punk has been out there cutting deep with MJF and everybody else he's been in the fucking feud with. But now he wants to itemize which things he like and doesn't like. Did he say anything beforehand?
0: No, the only thing, the only thing that Punk ragged him on was not only that, Jesse. We talked about this also yesterday. is the fact that Punk had a problem with, with Paige not seeking veteran advice or listening to the veterans in the back Meanwhile, he just gave us another fucking marquee pay-per-view main event quality match on Dynamite. I think Adam Page is, is exactly where he needs to be, and he's doing what he needs to do. If there is any problem with Page, he will probably go and seek help if he wants it. He wants to learn through his own mistakes. Punk found an issue with that. He thought Adam Page was being egotistical, but the only thing I see there is Punk's egotistical way showing up. And he wants to be this fucking high and almighty. Why aren't you coming to talk to me? Meanwhile, I think we can all agree that Adam Page didn't really do anything.
2: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all.
0: Yes, I know. I see these two fucking bombs here. I see it. Angela Alaga with a one hundred and fifty dollars bomb, and we had eight one three car guy with a one hundred dollars bomb. Thank you guys very much for all of your generosity. We are five thousand. It's crazy, man. Five yeah, thousand. Fucking awesome, man. In the venue, I appreciate you guys very much. Absolutely, number one in the community tonight. Thank you so very much. I don't blame Paige for anything. I don't. I no, think Paige is white.
1: And and I think that's why we saw Hangman Page on television tonight wrestling.
0: Yes, and, and you know, it said he was in the tournament because, you know, of, you know, him not really being focused on as far as the blame goes. But I do think he was used as a statement to, you know, to the rest of the guys. Like, I'm the boss here. Tony Khan booked this tournament. I'm the boss. I'm going to put who I want over. and. He had to put Brian over, which was the right decision anyway, I but mean,
1: which is which is fine. Yeah. I mean, going out and taking a, a L to Brian in an awesome match no. is not a punishment in, no. by any means. You know, the punishment is not being on television like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, hangman did nothing wrong. I mean, it's I mean, Punk got really, really fucking heated, but at the end of the day, Hangman did not cross any lines. He did nothing wrong. I don't know why Punk got so upset about Hangman's comments in that interview. Those comments were of his own belief, and he's free to them, bro. Yes. And and Punk 20 years ago would agree. You can say what the fuck you want. I mean, I mean, it's not like he went out there and did what Punk did at the scrum. Hey, um, Mr. Hangman Page, uh, what do you think about listening to the veterans? I don't like seeing Punk. I don't think Punk brings anything to the table. I'm not listening to Punk. He's not anything. That's not how the fucking interview went, bro. No.
0: That's not, not how it went. It so was Punk basically no he right wants to learn. He wants to learn, to learn through trial and error. He wants to go out there and, and do and and make a mistake and learn how to fix it on his own. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Right. Absolutely. I, I don't have right. it. I'm not pointing a finger of blame at Hangman at all in this. And Hangman don't even look like the fucking confrontational guy that people are making him out to be. I mean... This man was gone by the, by the, by the melee. He yes. Was, he was he out of the building. Home, he wasn't even in the building. He left during the fuck. He left before the scrum to go home. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going home. He's like, thank God I did. Shit. So this leads us to where we got to tonight. Tony Khan... He was obviously going to make a decision. We got the seven suspensions and Tony Khan in a pre-recorded backstage uh, promo or vignette. I'm glad he didn't go out there on uh, live television because we know how he gets. So I'm glad that uh, he was there in in a confined space. It looked like he was reading a cue card or a teleprompter. Fans booed him. Fans booed him. Were you surprised at that, Jesse? Were fans booing Tony Khan?
1: No, man, no. I mean, the fans know that he did not handle it like a, tr- like a true no. owner, like a true boss, man. So they gave him his just booze, you know? Yeah. It, it, he deserved those. He, he did. let his locker room go into
0: shambles, man. Take
1: fucking control.
0: He said after all out, he for- he's forced to vacate the AEW title as well as the AEW World Trios Championships. Said new Trio champions will be crowned tonight in a match between Death Triangle and the Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Said an AEW World Title tournament uh, tournament of champions would take place. Adam Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson tonight with the winner facing Chris Jericho next week. Sammy Guevara vs. Darby Allen on Friday with the winner facing John Moxley next week on Dynamite in Albany. The finals would be the main event of AEW Dynamite Grand Slam on September twenty-first. He touted each of the competitors and their title histories in AEW. He promised that tonight would be a great show and that AEW will be at its best in the next few weeks and then he threw it back to Excalibur, Taz, and Tony Schiavone. Tony Khan, Jesse, tonight, for the first time in I don't know how long, showed how to be a boss, and I felt like he handled this very well, spoke very well, and I I believe he made the right decision here by stripping everybody of their championships and sending them to wherever they need to go. He made the right call here, and he handled himself great.
1: So... I agree with the call of stripping the titles. Um unfortunately that that was necessary. Um I would have liked to have come I, w- I would like to have seen him come out to that live crowd and just and take his lumps, you know. It is what it is. Um he did come out to the live crowd after Dynamite and just kind of just pumped up Rampage, you know. But all in all, I mean everyone's still waiting to see what happens with Punk and Steel. But all in all, yeah, I mean, so far, so good. Those titles are stripped. No more interims. I mean, the title I I just texted you earlier tonight. The titles in AEW are worth shit. No titles in the company are holding strong right now. None of them. Yep. So he 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 needs to go back to the drawing board and figure something out, man. He, he-, he can't get a solid champion to save his fucking life right now.
0: I think he handled it well. I think he made the right decision. And I do feel like this show was a statement show you know you heard the report about Tony Khan and and AEW management and and Chris Jericho Brian Danielson John Moxley holding a a talent meeting backstage and them being the the speakers of this talent meeting leading the locker room it it, it honestly felt like Jesse this show tonight was a soft reset Uh, I felt especially in John Moxley's promos John Moxley's promo tonight which we'll get into was a call to action it was a statement promo It, it is something that you know, lit a fire underneath the roster on tonight's show. Wardlow, even he came out very emphatic about what he said tonight uh, after he squashed Tony niece it, it, it almost sounded like, and it felt like, throughout this entire show that that meeting did a lot of good, especially coming out of the last meeting, which basically did nothing because nobody really took anything serious from what Tony Khan said. Um, lit a fire under everybody's ass, and that's the way I felt like the show was tonight. A lot of fire lit under everybody. I hope so, man. I I really do want to see. I want to see this shit kind of get
1: rectified. I want to see them get back on track. I mean, I want to see AEW to get back to where it is. You know, somebody on Twitter, somebody on Twitter called me a fucking uh, WWE fucking uh, 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 mark.
0: Oh, they called you a shill. Call me a shill. Call me a WWE They called you a Paul Levesque dick rider.
1: Call me a call me a a bot. Call me a WWE. Yeah, me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out in, in what in what one instance can this person name where I was a WWE fucking.
0: Smart is a WWE Android.
1: Like me, <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking confused. I asked. I said, "Please tell me, how am I being a shield?" He never replied back.
0: Of course never. he didn't. Never. It's like, like they put they pull they pull it out of their pocket, bro. And it's like they they got empty pockets. Here you go. Here's my here's my comment to you. I don't have a rebuttal, but that's my comment. I don't even cover WWE. I'm like, this, guy stopped, this guy fucking... stopped watching Monday Night Raw for like the
1: fucking two years. Out of all the stupid shit that happens on Twitter, and a lot of stupid shit happens, I was completely fucking dumbfounded by that. I'm like, where
0: did you get this one from? Welcome to Twitter, bro. I see. What the hell, man? <laughs> what the fuck? And it doesn't get better. I had an email. I had an email today. JD, what do I have to do to get in good graces with the IWC? Don't, 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 don't you don't want it. Don't walk through that door, bro. That's <laughs> my that's my it. uh my uh advice to you. I, I was so taken aback. I'm like,
1: oh,
0: am I? Wait a minute. What about I... No, no, it's not me. No, you a fucking idiot. No. Still, people are still people are calling me a WWE shill. I'm like, two months two months ago, that, I was nothing but a fucking negative brick. Now I'm a WWE shill. I can't, well, I can't that, be, bro. That that's different. We I mean that's, I mean, I mean, I mean, just get I mean, Braun Strowman on the TV, bro. Then then, then they'll see I'm not a shill. I mean, seriously, fucking Twitter, man. Anyway, I, I thought this was I thought this was great, and uh, the world title situation is now uh, going to take place at Grand Slam. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw or watched the show tonight. I don't know if you're just tuning into us and didn't watch the show, Jesse. I don't know if you've seen the brackets or not, but we got Paige and and Brian, which obviously Brian won tonight in a great match, and then Jericho, he's there. He's already in the uh, the semifinals uh, for whatever reason. I guess because he beat Brian and they got wins, and then Moxley got put in the semifinals because, you know, obviously he, he got fucked over here with CM Punk doing what he did, so he gave them both buys. So we got Brian and Jericho now, and then I'm assuming winning at, at a Darby and Sammy, we get Darby and Moxley in a match. I think that is a very intriguing match. I honestly think, bro, when we get to Grand Slam, we're looking at a, a John Moxley and a Brian Danielson World Championship match, and I absolutely believe that is the right way to go and I don't see the title going back to Moxie because I feel like whoever wins this is going to drop it to MJF anyway. I honestly think that we're going to get that match, and Brian should be the world champion, bro. I think Brian being the world champion is a statement in itself. He's the guy that a lot of people really hone themselves after. He is a locker room leader. He is straight edge. There's nothing about this guy that nobody likes. I, I think that's the right way, and him being the, the locker room leader and the champion of this company is, is a great visual and a great morale boost. You can't go wrong, no,
1: you cannot go wrong with having Brian Danielson as your champion man, so um, no one would complain about that it's just it just sucks because we now already know the you know there's gonna be two champions you know in quick succession because we know whoever wins is gonna lose that fucking title to yeah m j f yeah I mean, and the, and the titles being moved around. Moxie's already like a two or three time champion. Punks twice and everything. You know, it's it's just a lot of. Mo- I mean, he can't catch a break. TK cannot catch a break with his champions right about now, and that's the shitty part. You know.
0: You know, I'm looking at this like I said, Jesse. I, I said this was a soft reset. You know, I'm looking at all this shit take place, and you know, I, I feel that same way about the AEW title. But you know, it's now it's now a part of AEW history. And we have to look at it and we have to accept it for what it is. And we have to now take it and move forward. And I honestly think if he wants to make this right and he wants to get that locker room back, you need to start looking at the guys that the locker room absolutely adores. And you cannot go wrong with Brian Danielson. I think that is a great way to start all over again if you're Tony Khan and AEW. And then when CM Punk, if CM Punk eventually gets back to the locker room, I don't know where he fits in. Will his mentality change? Will his ego be fucking, you know, cut in half from what it was coming out of All Out? Is the elite going to sit there and really understand that they need to be the locker room leaders that they were expected to be? You know, they can't be EVPs knocking on fucking people's doors, looking to swing punches at the world champion. That's not an EVP. I even said to take the EVP titles away from them. You know, belittle yeah, them. I, I think that should be. I absolutely agree. Take the EVP agree. titles away from them and make them like everybody else, another member of that locker room. It's like the inmates running the asylum and everybody was right talking about this shit with them. They're going to end up getting a big ego and they're going to ruin what is a great thing with AEW. No, no. I absolutely agree. I don't know if there's a
1: I don't know if there's a legal matter there as far as contract goes, like a contract that um um A a contract, an EVP contract type deal. I don't know if that exists or not. I don't know if it's just that easy for TK to say, okay, not EVPs, get out. I mean, he's the owner. Maybe it is, or maybe it's in writing. Who knows? But if it's possible, yeah, I agree. They should be stripped of those titles right away.
0: So that is is everything with the CM Punk, Young Bucks, Tony Khan situation uh, and, and what happened, the decision. Uh, everybody is suspended except a steel right now. We don't have any new anywhere on a steel. We don't know if he's suspended or going to be fired. We don't know about CM Punk, if he's going to be suspended or fired. Uh, all we know is that Tony Khan made the right decision here, stripping both the elite and CM Punk of their respective championships. And he made that statement to open the show. And I thought that was very well played by boss man, Tony Khan. Before we get into the rest of the show, which I thought the beginning was absolutely phenomenal. I do want to touch on two other news articles here before we get into the full-fledged Dynamite Breakdown. Uh, Malachi Black has been granted a conditional release from AEW. And I talked about this earlier. I'm glad I saw this last minute so I could put it in the extra that I put up earlier in the day. It looks like Malachi Black is done with AEW. Feifel reported last week that Malachi Black had asked for his AEW release in August, but that request was not granted. AEW... Um, in an official capacity, told Fightful that the rumors that he was gone from the company weren't true, but it would seem that they changed their stance. Numerous talent informed is that they have been told that Malachi Black is done with the company for the foreseeable future, with many saying he got his release. AEW sources claim that the release is highly conditional, which isn't usually the case for the company. Usually, AEW doesn't release talent outside of disciplinary actions, and requests for release are done on a case-by-case basis. We're told by many in the company that Tony Khan specifically wanted to retain Black and hope to see him as a part of the brand for years to come. There were efforts to have conversations to salvage the work and relationship that AEW believed were fruitful. However, we're told at Fightful that a meeting took place sometime recently, and it was decided that if Black wanted out, they should probably allow it. Black kissed goodbye and bowed to the AEW crowd after his match at All Out when he was pinned by Darby in that six-man tag. Talent are of the belief that there are heavy restrictions on Black, and there may be more to the agreement, including conditions that would prevent him from wrestling elsewhere anytime soon. Black withdrew from a September 9th indie show in Ohio, according to PW Insider. AEW sources told us that the door isn't closed on a potential return for Black, as far as they've heard. What do you think about that, Jesse? Black giving a conditional release. Sounds like uh, the conditional release is, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll let you go. We'll uh, sign you to a uh, non-compete for at least a year, pay you, and then we can uh, cut you loose, and then you could go back to Triple H, which we all kind of expect you want to go do it anyway.
1: Yeah, that, that, condi- that condition could be a, a, a few different things, man. Um, TK could be holding Malika to the extent of his entire contract but gave him all the time off that he wants. So if he wants to sit at home for two years, he can sit at home for two years. If two years go by and he decides he wants to wrestle again and he had a five-year deal, then he's probably expected to come back to AEW to finish out the contract. That could be it. You know, there could be a different condition. It could be a few different things. We don't know. But, yeah, I can see the working assumption is, all right, if you want time off to take care of yourself, I'm not going to deny you that, but I'm going to ensure, you know our financial agreement and make sure that you don't, you know, just decide to come back and instead of, instead of coming back here, you want to go to the other side. So, Hey, we got a five-year deal. Take all the time you need, you know, I'll pay you for this much or whatever, whatever the agreement is, but you have to finish your deal here before you go anywhere else. That could be it. I don't think it's just a straight, okay, 90 days. And we're good. I mean, I, the guy had a fresh contract and a, AE, and, and AEW has yet to get a good payoff on it. I can't see him just let them go.
0: No, I I would not let him go, um, but we don't know what the reasoning is that Black wanted out. You know, obviously we could all see that creatively he's been unhappy, and creatively the House of Black hasn't been booked the way that the House of Black should be booked. There was a report that he is going through some mental health issues. That's something that you never fuck around with. I don't know how much of that was uh, the case here in his conditional release. Uh, We don't know what those mental health issues are. We don't know if— that comes with suicidal thoughts or anything of that nature. We don't know. Right. We don't know. We don't know if it's a personal problem at home with his marriage, with, with a family member being sick. We don't know anything. It's none of our business. I, want, I love him. I think he's great. I, I hope he gets better, whatever the case may be. But as far as the conditional release goes, I, I, at the end of the day, everybody's looking at this as like, yeah, you know, he wants to go back to WWE, but it would be bad if he tells Tony Khan, you know, I want to be let out of my contract because I'm having mental health issues and I got shit to take care of at home, and then he lets him go and then he pops up on fucking WWTV five weeks later. I mean, did you really have mental health issues or did you just want did you just want out? Just, yeah. just be honest with me. Yeah, yeah, that I I'd be I'd be pissed.
1: So I mean, if it's right for him to 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 cover his investment. You know, I don't see this as being the same as WWE saying, Hey, we're gonna fire you. And you can't go work anywhere else for 90 fucking days. You know, not the fucking same thing. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm willing to employ you. I'm willing to put you on TV. You need time off. Take your time off, but I can't have you going to work somewhere else. So, I mean, to me, it makes sense.
0: There's also a, uh, news article on, on Thunder Rosa, uh, quickly before we get into the AEW review, Thunder Rosa, AEW rumor killer. There was, uh, a couple of online sources that were uh, reporting that Thunder Rosa had also asked for her AEW release. Brian Alvarez confirmed that Rosa has not asked for her AEW release. Rosa is currently taking time off after announcing she's dealing with a back injury. And there have been conflicting stories on the reason she's off TV. But whatever's going on, she right now is still with AEW. So be sure you guys are getting your news from credible sources. Thunder Rosa has not asked for her release, according to Brian Alvarez. We will leave it at that. And we hope that she gets better as far as the injury is concerned, because, you know, there are people out there that don't even believe she's hurt, but that is not the case either. So uh, that is what's going on with Thunder Rosa, and we'll just leave it at that. All right. Let's get into uh, the breakdown of Dynamite here. Uh, MJF. MJF. Bro, did MJF play you like he played me? Did you think he came out as a babyface and was going to stay a a babyface? I mean, he he played the shit out of me. I'm like, get used to this. I I was expecting this. I didn't expect I him to thought, go balls to the wall babyface, but he played it well. I thought I I
1: thought the very least we were gonna get you know tweener yeah MJF, but then when yeah when when Mox came out, he's like, okay, fuck this. I mean, and heal MJF is always best. I mean, let's, I let's be fucking real. Uh, I know.
0: I I can't, it sickens me to even think about a babyface MJF, but he played it well. Um, MJF made his ring entrance. He came out wearing a Buffalo Bills jersey. Fans cheered him big time. They showed a, a fan sign saying, save us, MJF. He said, Buffalo, New York, the devil is back. He asked who is excited to see him. He says he loves Buffalo. He said the greatest quarterback of all time, Josh Allen, is from Buffalo. So the last time they saw him, he might have said some offensive stuff. But he thinks they can all agree he didn't mean it, and he was just kidding. I love AEW, guys. I'll never leave this place. I should have picked up on that right there. (laughs) He started an AEW chant with the Buffalo crowd. Taz says he loves all of this. He says he didn't mean it when he called everybody stupid marks. He said without them, there is no MJF. So he asked for a round of applause. He said he needs to address the big, fat, smelly elephant in the room. He pointed at someone and said he didn't mean them, uh, and then he called this fat slob this uh, this heifer in the crowd. Don't worry, gorgeous, you're beautiful. We'll meet up after the show. <laughs> He's such a dick. No, <laughs> they will not. And MJF didn't mean a fucking word that he said. You see, you he see basically the picture said, he posted- "Honey, honey, you're a fat slob. Lose weight, please." You disgust me.
1: <laughs> you see the picture he posted of him on a plane? Yes, I did. And, and SAP quote tweeted it, said MJF got on the fucking plane. Yeah. <laughs> <So I know.
0: laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one. He said the title has been vacated. He told fans not to boo. Don't boo. He said there will be a tournament of champions. He says he knows one guy who deserves that championship. I'm all about working smart, not hard. He explained he has a chip that guarantees him a title shot anytime he wants. He said Tony Khan is also paying a load of freaking money. So they started chanting MJF, MJF. He told them to be quiet because he's got... Only so much time allotted for this promo. Shut up, please. Jeez. He said that they might think that they're in the dark times now, but they're not. He says they need leadership. I can't think of one person more trustworthy. And he told a story about a wise Jewish man whose name also started with M. He said when his people needed help, he split the sea wide open and walked them through the promised land or to the promised land. He says he's not telling them he's Moses. He said, that's ridiculous because I'm better than Moses. He says he's gonna win the AEW world title because I'm better than dot, dot, dot. You know it. Better than you, and you know it. Um, John Moxley's music played. John Moxley came out after he did his quote. They showed him backstage heading towards the arena. He didn't look like he wanted to be fucked with tonight. He got in the ring, had his jacket on, he looked at MJF directly in the face. You are full of absolute shit. Fans booed Moxley. This is how you know people are wanting MJF back. They booed Moxley. So let me get this straight. Jonathan, says MJF, you think I'm not being sincere here in Buffalo, New York, in front of all of these grotesque, poor, lard asses who have quite possibly the worst football team in the history of the United States of America. There we go. He took off the Bills jersey, wiped his ass with it, And then said, Josh Allen sucks. I laughed my ass off. Much better. He told Mox that he might be a little woozy because he went to sleep on Sunday. He said, maybe it's true. He doesn't care about AEW or the people. And he looks at the world title as nothing more than a bargaining chip. And that he can use it in the war of 2024, the bargaining war of 2024, and maybe he could take it to a real wrestling company with real fans and real wrestlers, like my friend and hero, the American roller coaster, Cody Rhodes, or maybe, just maybe, I could I could work for a real boss. The only con in professional wrestling that's worth the damn, jolly old Saint Nick. And then he quoted my personal hero, also the game, saying that it's best for business. Oh God. I love it. I I don't (laughs) know. I don't know how anybody could fucking cheer MJF and then fucking be unhappy about this MJF. I don't get it. This is great. Moxley slapped the microphone out of his hand. Mox said this isn't the time or place, and he's no in, in no mood. So he needs to leave the ring right now, or I'm gonna make you leave. Fans started cheering Moxley again, started chanting his name. MJF took off his shirt, and he couldn't get the one sleeve off of his hand. He then is standing there shirtless, and MJF, Jesse, you know, I, I noticed these things. MJF has a uh, a great-looking physique, man. It looked like he's been working out this time. Man. He's got, like, a nice little fucking six-pack there. He looks phenomenal. He does. He does look looks good. He man. looks great. Um. So we got moxley in there and mjf bouncing he said he's pissed off and embarrassed about many things but most of all he doesn't have the aew title he also said uh, mjf's music sucks he said that to uh, mjf as he was walking through the tunnel um he says he's embarrassed about a lot of things most of it you know he said the belt is made of leather and metal and they can buy one themselves hang it on your wall so the actual belt doesn't matter He says what it represents matters. He said it represents passion for this sport and this business and the guys and the girls in the back and the fans watching at home. He said the letters in AEW represent the vision that they had when they started this years ago. When we wanted to show the world just what wrestling could be, he said it's taking the dark and ugly side of the business and letting it die with another generation. He said the world championship represents the freedom to be great or as great as you are willing to dare to be. He said it means being better than the day before even if no one notices but him. He said it represents slaying demons, and it represents everything he loves about this business. This is the promo that Moxley needed to cut here on this show. He said on Sunday he lost. He said he got pinned, and that was on him. He said he missed the game-winning shot. He said he was supposed to be on vacation until like two days ago. That's true. That's a shoot. Moxley was not scheduled for this show. Tony Khan called him after the suspensions of seven And CM Punk not being on the show. He said this is another chance to take another shot with the game on the line. He says he's pushing a hell of a rock, a hell of a rock up another hill. He talked everyone up in the tournament, saying they are better wrestlers and more naturally athletic than him. He said winners always want the ball when the game is on the line. He says he wants the ball. So hell yeah, I'm going to take that shot. And he said this isn't just the fourth corner winning time. This is time to be a legend. This was Moxley's greatest promo, most passionate promo and most important promo following the weekend that we got. This was the battle cry that AEW needed. This is the fire that lit them for the rest of the show and hopefully continues to burn bright for the weeks and months to come. This is what they needed. And this Jesse felt like a redo after the fucking absolute embarrassment. That was the weekend. There's no better person to cut this promo than John Moxley.
1: Um, I agree. Um, also, though, I think um, if if it is Brian, you know, we're we're assuming Brian or another baby face is going to win this tournament. Um, I want to I want to see that hype coming from the eventual winner. I want to see. I mean, I want to see Brian, Brian, Brian seems to be caught up in this Daniel Garcia thing. Yeah. So is he going to transition to world champion? Or is he going to stick with this Garcia Jericho deal?
0: Oh, no, Brian's gonna beat Jericho in the semifinals, and I think it's gonna be with help of Daniel Garcia getting involved. That could be too. Um, I want to see whoever the next
1: champion is start to get to get them to get themselves hyped up into that position to be the world champion to to be the front man, so that MJF can fucking knock him off that pedestal when he's ready. Yeah, you know. So if, so so I want to see the the, the kind of promo we just got from Mox. If Mox is not gonna eventually win. And I want to see the eventual winner start doing these promos as we get through this tournament to make
0: it that much of a bigger deal when MJF takes it. I like, yeah, I'd like to see that myself. Um, yeah. uh, let- let's get there first. It, it could be, it's a toss up. I mean, it could be Moxley, it could be, it could be Brian. I- I'm not going to be upset by either one of them. No, this was, this was exactly what they needed. I thought this was probably one of the greatest opens in Dynamite history with what Tony Khan did, asserting himself as the boss letting everybody know that he made this decision and he's okay with it. This is how it's going to be done, leading to MJF coming back and him being MJF and being great as usual. Moxley cutting that promo exactly what the locker room needed. Grand Slam is being set up not only to be a memorable show for AEW, but it's setting itself up. AEW setting Grand Slam up to be a celebration of moving forward in the future with a champion that the company absolutely, desperately needs and it's either going to be Brian Danielson or John Moxley, and I'm I'm here for it, and I, I you cannot pick anybody better than those two guys right there. I'm telling you right now that's what the main event is going to be and that's what it should be.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. and I was just thinking about this just now, you know as far as this punk situation when say he, okay, so if he if he comes back eventually, whenever it is, say he's not fired. How how do they handle CM Punk promos going forward? Because apparently, I mean, look what promos got us as far as unscripted promos and dealing with punk. Do we now get uh, mild and and watered down promos that don't really cut deep anymore
0: because we don't want to revisit what we just had to go through? No. CM Punk, if CM Punk is suspended and he will be back whenever he comes back, there is absolutely no way that CM Punk can come back as a babyface because everything that he said, Jesse, you were in that building a year ago. Everything that he said up until where we see him now is absolute fucking, it's worthless. Yeah. It is it is garbage. There is no fucking way that CM Punk is going to come back and not be a heel. He has to be a heel. And if he doesn't come back a heel, the fans are going to tell Tony Khan exactly what they think of him. And I don't think he's oh. going to get a, a, a fair reaction at all, Jesse. He's going to be fucking vilified when he comes no, back. He's and rightfully really so. And rightfully so. He's going to be healed. Like you just
1: said, the fans are going to force him heal, And I really, really think that that reaction really pissed him off. So does he want to come back heal?
0: I don't know why he wouldn't. That's the best CM Punk that we know. I agree. I agree, man.
1: It just seemed like he wasn't ready for it. I didn't want to do it or just got upset. I, I don't know. It seems that the promos and what everyone else is talking about and doing is is really pissing him off way more than it should. This is not his first rodeo, man. He's been around locker rooms where people talk before. This is nothing, this is nothing new to him. Nothing new. But all of a sudden, it set him off like none other tonight or, or that night.
0: MJF is showing how valuable he is, and MJF is really backing up everything that he believes in himself you look at mjf and the way he handles himself the way he looks the way he carries himself on tv how great he is how musty he is how he models himself after all of those that he has garnered influence from if tony khan hasn't already signed him to a deal i uh, i don't i don't really understand how tony khan is going into this and we got another 100 hundred dollar bomb i see i don't know how tony khan is going into this not giving this guy a fucking blank check bro I really don't. I mean, out of everything that he's seen this weekend, you're not going to give that man whatever the fuck he wants. That's the future right there. That is AEW. If you want AEW to exist, that man needs to be on your fucking television and to be the face of the company. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, man. $100 bomb by KW. That is the third $100 bomb tonight. You guys are fucking amazing. Thank you so very much. Guys, we will go over the Super Chats a little bit later on in the show, but I appreciate you guys very, very much. John Moxley, through the injuries, through the fucking pandemic, through everything that this company's been through, the fucking drama, the childish high school antics, Moxley has come out of this a consummate professional. Again, I said it all through the last several weeks. I'm going to say it again. If you look at an MVP, if you guys are wondering who the MVP of AEW is, there is absolutely nobody... In discussion, but John Moxley. Nobody. Yeah, I agree. Moving on, we got Death Triangle. They opened up the show with the Trios Championship. Pack, Ray Phoenix, and Penta against Orange Cassidy and the best friends. This was awesome. And Thanks. I did not expect. Death Trial to walk out as the new trio champions. I I felt like this was going to be an opportunity for Tony Khan to get a title on Orange Cassidy, but that was not the case. Orange Cassidy and Penta started the match off. Cassidy was throwing his sunglasses to Danhausen. Penta did the glove spot. So we get all three of these, uh, all all six of these guys rather, uh, ending up uh, in a melee here. It ended up with Death Triangle being dumped on the floor and getting hit with a flip dive after being launched by Taylor and Beretta. Chuck Taylor hit a dive off the stage onto all of that triangle. Pac was able to get the heat on Beretta once they got back in the ring and slowed things down. Pac stomped the ankle, working over the neck a little bit. There was a spot with Danhausen and Abrahantes on the outside. They were uh, doing their shit. Danhausen wanted to curse him. And then uh, Abrahantes did the no fear in front of Danhausen. Pack then gets involved and kicked Danhausen in the face. Ate a cross body by Cassidy because he was distracted by Danhausen. Cassidy hit a tornado DDT. Pack sells Cassidy's DDT like fucking death. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Taylor hit Soul Food on Phoenix before Beretta hit a half Nelson suplex and then a tornado DDT on Phoenix. All six men got involved again. Big melee. Everybody was hitting all their big moves, ending with Penta hitting Made in Japan. And debt triangle reversed a move on Phoenix with a pair of super kicks. Pack made the save after uh, um, they were going for the the best friends were going for a move on Penta. The debt triangle hit stereo Canadian destroyers on the best friends, leaving Chuck Taylor open for a black arrow for the pinfall. One two three. Pack wins the trios championships with Penta and Ray Phoenix. New trios champions. I think a lot of people are happy about this. They got a second chance. And I think, Jesse, we could uh we could now co- start calling Pac uh Tupac. He's not. Can Tupac. we not, please? He's two pack, bro. No. No, no. Can we not
1: please <laughs> <laughs> Their Triangle's fantastic choice? House of Black would have been a better choice. Obviously, that didn't happen for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, no complaints here.
0: None, none. Fantastic match. Um, you know, I'm glad that they, you know, and it was the two semifinal teams that lost, which which got the job done, here, which is great. So, I mean, this is exactly what you wanted it to be. And uh, I'm happy about it. And Pac's got two belts. You know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, Pac needs to get uh, booked better. He's Atlantic champion, which might not mean a lot to you, but it is a, a championship on AEW television. And now he's for your championships. And I think he's going to thrive. And I do think that, with Pack holding two championships now, they are teasing a little bit of a feud with Orange Cassidy. I do think that Tony Khan is going to pull the trigger on Orange Cassidy, taking that all Atlantic title away from PAC. And I do think that's going to end up being the case, possibly at Grand Slam. I can see that. I can see it. Um, every city, every
1: town, every crowd, they all love Orange Cassidy. Yeah. You know, I mean, that title is, I mean, I, I mean, gotta be honest, its it's, it's, it's fucking worthless it really is. So if they can put it on somebody that can you know, bring a little bit more meaning to it, that'd be fantastic. So and, uh, I don't, I don't see why orange would not be able to take care of that. So, I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I think that would go well with orange Cassidy and you know, it, it would be a great beginning point for him to win a championship. I, I think he's more than ready and uh, it's not going to be at uh, Wardlow's expense or it's not going to be a tag team title. For Orange Cassidy. I think that fits right into what Tony Khan wants to do. Give him that little taste of gold, and I think that could be a great starting point with the All-Atlantic title. Tony Storm. She was on TV tonight. She uh, wrestled Penelope Ford. The ladies got a segment before 9.30. It's crazy. Tony Storm defeated Penelope Ford. This was uh, pretty quick here, and Tony Storm defeats Penelope Ford with a... Uh, it was a Northern Lights suplex. Storm countered into a DDT the one, two, three, it was, it was all right here. You know, Penelope Ford. I'm not the biggest fan of Penelope Ford. She's admirable in the ring. She's very reminiscent to me or very quite similar to like, uh, the likes of Mandy Rose on NXT 2.0 and yeah, she's just there. She, she, she knows what she's doing. She doesn't look out of place. And, and this was a, uh, eliminator match. So if she beat Tony storm, she would have gotten a championship match, but you know, nobody's beating Tony storm at this, at this juncture. So nice, easy win just to get Tony storm, some, momentum coming out of that big pay-per-view win and winning the title
1: i agree i agree it's better than you know bringing in a local enhancement talent you yes. know give, give us a contracted employee that you know that's does has done something on tv and i think ford fits that bill so yeah that's fine
0: nice and easy there tony storm gets the victory uh 2.0 they are continuing their feud with hook over the ftw championship And we got uh, 2.0 talking about how Hook beat them up. A clip aired of Action Bronson telling them to stay away from Hook. He said, Hook is crazy, and you don't know about me. Matt Menard, Daddy Magic, said at Arthur Rash Stadium, he and uh, Angelo Parker are coming for them. So it looks like, Jesse, we are getting Action Bronson and Hook versus 2.0 at Grand Slam.
1: I didn't know Action Bronson was a wrestler,
0: man. Me neither. But I guess they want to give Hook a big uh, New York City victory. He's a a big dude. I guess this will be taking place on the Rampage portion of uh, of Grand Slam. He looks like Otis. He does. (laughs) He does. He looks like like Otis, man. Big Otis Dojovic. Heavy machinery. Moving on. We got The Acclaimed. They walked out with Billy Gunn. A lot of people were interested in seeing the Acclaim. Max Caster was tweeting, look what I got for tonight. He had a microphone queued up with a, a little sound pack. He was getting ready to drop bombs, bro. Oh, man. Who knows what he had written? Maybe we'll see it on, uh, on Rampage. We don't know yet. But the Acclaim walked out with Billy Gunn. Max Caster was about to rap and swerve. Shricklin did the one thing, probably the most heelish thing you could do in all of the sport right now. And that is interview Max Caster's highly anticipated rap entrance. So he that came out. Biggest heel turn of the week for me, man. Yeah, I know. I know. He did, he did act very much like a heel. No in-between. No babyface tendencies. This was all heel swerve, which I think is great. He came out. His theme music hit right after Max Caster was about to say, yo, 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 to the crowd. He sincerely apologized for interrupting and asked the fans if they really wanted to hear some more corny rap jokes from the acclaimed and the crowd started chanting, yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Strickland says he has a joke for everyone. And then he got asshole chants raining down on him, which is great. It's the one cha- If you're a heel, that's the one chant you want. Man, he a that, that e- Either that or shut the fuck up. Those are, those are the, the, the marquee chants you want as a heel. I love it. It was good. It was, it was
1: good because, obviously, TK does not want that shit talked about right now. And if Max would have come out, did a rap, and not mentioned any of it,
0: it would have looked bad on him. Yeah. So Yeah, you got a point there. So, Strickland says he has a joke for everyone. Crowd starts chanting, asshole. His joke, the acclaimed as AEW Tag Team Champions. Ha, 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 ha. Fans booed. Billy Gunn interrupted, bro. It's like a Billy Gunn renaissance here, man. Billy Gunn is fucking over now. How much of that is Billy Gunn, and how much of that is the acclaim? It's 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 the scissor me thing. Scissor me, daddy
1: ass. That 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 that's it's over. And he and I don't know who originated that shit. I think no, the acclaim originated that shit.
0: Scissor me, daddy ass. Billy Gunn is cool, man. I mean, He's again.
1: Good. Once again, AEW does a really good
0: job at using their legends. So Billy Gunn interrupted. He said, this ain't his house no more. He said, this is Daddy S's house. Anthony Bowen said, because of them in two weeks, it'll be a rematch. Your uncrowned champs are taking on the gold because everyone loves the acclaimed, and he scissored Daddy S. Bro, um, obviously, we, we all love the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. It's a legit thing. They just don't say it because it sounds cool. But Swerve, bro, he played this heel role, this minor heel role, fucking great. I absolutely love Swerve as a heel. I think if and when they do split Keith Lee and Swerve up, obviously we know who the heel's going to be, and it ain't going to be Keith Lee. No. You see Keith Lee's response to what happened? No, I did not.
1: He tweeted. He tweeted. I turned my back for a second, and and this is what happened? Oh, that was Keith Lee's response. Yeah, that was Keith Lee's response, yeah. He, he tweeted that out. He's like, I, I turned my back for a second, and this is what happened? Like, what the fuck? So he did, so he doesn't agree with what Swerve did. That's why he wasn't out there. So they're, they're definitely starting that heel babyface tag team dynamic. So it looks like the acclaim is probably going to go ahead and win those titles, and this dissension might be the reason behind it.
0: There you go. I mean, I can't think of a better way to break up these guys if, uh, you know, that is the way. I'm all for it. They claim get those tag team championships in front of uh, almost 17, 18,000 people in New York city, bro. You can't book that any better. No. And then we can get,
1: and then we can get swerve into a few with Wardlow. Money. I like
0: it. Money. I like it. Yes. Because Wardlow was on the show and uh, that was definitely going to be a part of the discussion. Where does Wardlow go next to keep that momentum? We, we may have the next uh, big singles TNT title match on our hands. Here we go. Shivani interviewed Chris Jericho along with Anna Jay, Sammy Guevara, and Tay Mello. Sammy and Tay were uh, just standing there, not really doing much of anything. He says he found the fountain of youth on Sunday. I'm drinking it in, man. That's why I was able to beat Brian Danielson on Sunday at his own game. He said he's now the best wrestler and the best sports entertainer ever. He said he'll beat Danielson again next week at Dynamite and go on to Grand Slam and become champion for the eighth time. So it, it kind of it kind of made it seem like he gave away the winner of the match by saying Danielson was going to be beat by him next week. Meanwhile, Danielson hadn't even wrestled at this point against Adam Page. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I didn't think about that. He kind of gave it away, but I, I yeah, guess dude. everybody, I guess everybody, kind of knew he was gonna, you know, wrestle Danielson anyway. Uh, he said AEW is his company; it's his effing locker room, and no one is taking that from him ever. He touted Sammy's match against Darby Allen this Friday. Sammy says, your little turtle of an ass is getting beaten. Jericho declared that they don't like turtles. He addressed Andy Garcia and said they'd leave him alone as promised tonight when he beats Wheel of without them. Sammy talked about how sexy both he and Jericho were. So there you go. There you go. Not much to be said there. Jericho looking great and also mentioned the locker room. I guess it is really Jericho's locker room because he held a locker room meeting today along with Danielson and Moxley. So there you go. You're looking at at the report, wondering if it's true. There you go. He just confirmed it for you. Well, I mean, clearly the locker room is in need of a leader because
1: the assumed leader acted very much not like a leader. So someone else needed to step up and say, hey, it'll be me or it'll be us or it'll be this or it'll be that. It just can't just be left to just fucking just the mayhem that we got. So, you know, I'm on the side note. I don't know if he was on here before on the AEW roster page. Yeah. At the very bottom, there's a list of coaches. There's Aaron Anderson. There's Billy Gunn. There's Jerry Lynn. There's Pat Buck.
0: And there's Vicky Guerrero. Okay. There's no Ace steel Oh, I don't know. I don't look at that shit. I mean, you were on there yesterday. Oh, you you were on there when uh, Malachi Black was uh, supposedly removed from the roster page. Did you see him there? Yeah, he yesterday? was moved around the page, but
1: this page was just recently updated, just after Dynamite. So that's why I'm looking at it now because now now Punk is not on here as champion. Um, Swerving Our Glory has the title. It's it's it literally got updated right after Dynamite, and now there is no there is no A Steel on here. I don't know if he was on there before, but he's not on here now.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Everybody in the chat can verify that for us. That's a very interesting aspect. Maybe it gives us a little insight as to where A Steel is uh, going to end yeah. up here. So, uh, and let, I thought about it
1: now. because Pat Buck got suspended, and he's on the coach's page. Yeah. But there is no A Steel. So I was wondering if he was there before. I actually do not know.
0: It's amazing. it's amazing how Pat Buck came over from WWE, and he's already suspended by AEW. Maybe he's the that's reason cool. for all this, bro. Maybe, maybe, maybe the downturn in AEW is all because of Pat Buck.
1: I'm... I'm listening to all of the stories about that fight that broke out and all of the different versions. Not one that I hear anything about what Pat Buck did.
0: No, nothing. Or or
1: or, or Cutler.
0: Cutler, you didn't hear, you didn't hear about Paul, uh, uh, Pat Buck, you didn't hear about Cutler. Uh, you didn't hear about Christopher Daniels. Christopher, da- yeah,
1: Now I, I'm wondering, what if, what if Christopher Daniels and Pat Buck, did, what if they didn't in, uh, take part in the fight? But they were supposed to be the ones watching the fucking back. And you know, Christopher Daniels is head of talent relations.
0: Well, there you go. That's why he got suspended. Are you re- I mean, what the fuck are you doing, bro? This is your job. This is what happens when Tony Khan hires these fucking hacks. Christopher Daniels is still a pro wrestler at heart, bro. He's, he's not old enough to be a fucking agent or a producer or a head of anything. He, he's not. Like, he's, he's still, he's still, he was still actively wrestling for AEW. You can't yeah. have that.
1: Well, he, he's, he's trying to transition. I mean, he's definitely retiring from the ring, you know, and he was trying to transition to his new position, but maybe TK took it out and like, hey, this was your job. I'm handling the fucking media. Scrum. You. you and Pat Buck are supposed to be handling the fucking talent, and you are not.
0: What was Brandon Cutler doing? He was probably spraying them with cold spray, right? That I, guy was pro- he, he ate it in the fucking incident. Bro, there is probably,
1: there is very, very, very possibly footage of this fight because Cutler was probably recording for fucking BTE. He is N- always in the back with well, that Well, they camera, uploaded right?
0: B- BTE today. They, they, they didn't mention anything about it. They didn't show anything about that, right?
1: No, they didn't. They, 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 they mentioned nothing about the latest BTE episode. Nothing. But we would just say, I wonder if there's camera footage. Cutler is always filming backstage. I wonder if they have actual raw footage of that fight.
0: I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. That's what happens when Tony Khan has these fucking hacks, bro, you know, leading his uh, head of talent relations. And you got Pat Buck. He was already on shaky fucking grounds anyway by leaving WWE the way that he did. You know, yeah. and the, the excuse that he that he uh, gave them or oh, the reason why I, why I achieved everything I wanted to do. But you're back doing what you're doing for WWE with AEW now. So what the fuck is it? You know, they, they don't have they don't have real leadership there. I don't look at Christopher Daniels as a real fucking leader. I don't. You got well, William I'm, Regal roaming around back there. Where's William Regal at? These are the guys you need. <sighs> Diminenko, you got you got yeah. him back there. You know those are the guys that you want. I, I agree. Dustin Runnels, where, where where's Gold? Where's uh? Where's Dustin?
1: Gold Dustin will be a Dustin will be a very good a very good pick to um to handle the boys in the back. Yes. Um, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that that CD is a bad choice for Teller because I have no idea what kind of job he was doing at that position before this whole melee started. But well, that's a good point. It seems to me that he should have been the one front and center and squashing all of this before it got to as bad as it did.
0: And he didn't.
1: And he didn't. did. Did they come to him? Did they Did, did they bring this to him? If no. they didn't, that's still an issue because they did not feel comfortable enough bring it to him. No, they're the EVPs. What the fuck are they going to go to him for? They're going to do what they want because they're EVPs. But, but, but that's what I mean. E- even, if they, even if they did not bring it to him, I mean, it's still an issue because they didn't feel comfortable enough to bring it to you. Yeah. What is Jim Ross doing? He has the most experience of anybody doing talent relations. What would Jim Ross do? No, no. What was he doing? I mean, as far as in the back, he has the
0: most experience. He probably of wasn't even there. Talent, he, was probably the, he was probably on his way to the fucking bar, getting himself a Moscow mule. What the fuck was he doing?
1: No, 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 no. I mean, what is what is he doing in the back as far as his role in the back? He oh, has I don't the know. Talent, he, does, he has the most talent relations experience.
0: I don't know. It's a good you point. Know,
1: so what? Why Christopher Daniels over a Jim Ross? I don't know. know? Jim
0: Ross Ross may be fucking way too old for that position. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't want it. Maybe he doesn't want to handle this fucking raucous AEW locker room. I can see that. He didn't want it in WWE. No. They made him take it. Wardlow. We got Wardlow and Tony Nese. This was not really much of a match. Powerbomb Symphony. One, two, three. Goodbye. Wardlow wins in two minutes after the match is over. Wardlow yelled afterwards and says he's heard a lot on the internet that Wardlow lost it and the momentum is gone. Uh, for public record, we'd never, ever, ever, ever said that Wardlow lost it. We were no. only talking about the momentum creative had given him and killed. No, I mean, he's probably just you know ad libbing. but, 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 yeah, we're, but big, right. we're big, is, we're there, big, we people.
1: Not just us saying that that they dropped the ball with Wardlow's booking. So yeah, we're
0: we're, uh, we're big Wardlow guys here. Yep. If Wardlow catches wind of this or if he's a fan of the show, we're big Wardlow guys here. Big time. Uh, Well, let me tell you something. He said, Wardlow is the TNT champion, and it's time for me to remind everybody in that locker room, everybody in this business and all my fans that have stuck by me since day one, that this is Wardlow's world. That's pretty, pretty much it. That's the promo he needed to cut to. Let's get him back on track. I ranted a couple of weeks ago. The show should be fucking built around this guy. He needs to be on television. He needs yeah. to defend that title in a prominent match at Grand Slam on the main stage on Wednesday. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: yeah, he needs to be built back up again after all of the work that MJF put into that. Um, and they need to figure something out, something better than just a bunch of squash matches again. That yeah. we we've, we've been down that road, man. Yeah, you've got to figure something else out. So, something else. Out. It, it may be. It just may be someone needs to kill Wardlow while he's still champion. Someone needs to just fucking blindside him and just fucking do something to Wardlow that no one ever would have fathomed could have been done. You know what I'm saying? And let Wardlow come back in a fucking rage and then start off a hot fucking feud with him, man.
0: Now, did the promo from Wardlow, this is the last thing I'll say before we move on, did did it feel a little forced to you, Jesse? Did the promo feel forced? Or was, did it feel genuine to you? Is it uh is it something that is gonna be believable when people look back at this?
1: It it didn't
0: it it didn't seem
1: like I wouldn't say forced because there's the problem. It's, it felt necessary. Yeah, it felt very fucking necessary. It it was necessary that he came out and made a statement in the ring and on the mic. Like, I'm sick of this bullshit, and blah blah blah. And truth be told he probably does believe everything that, that he said, because yeah, I am I'm sure him like us are very frustrated with his booking, you know? So I I think it was necessary. I'll put it like that. What was it? See, I wouldn't say it was forced. I would say it could have been delivered better, but that just goes back to Wardlow needing to improve a little bit on his promo steals, which is not, they're not terrible, but I think a better promos, a a better promo from him would have, would have sold that a little bit more. Yeah but that promo was absolutely necessary. It's it's very important that he come back and reestablish his dominance in, you know, in that division. So
0: who they put against him next. I have no idea. It really is a very uh, all over the place topic, but I, I hope so. I hope this is really the beginning of yet another start of Wardlow heating up and he absolutely needs it because TNT title, you know, he's holding that title. It's very important to this brand, this company, and uh, I hope that they do right by it. Really, yeah, no, I agree. And um, I'm either thinking
1: I would love to see Swerve, but we could be looking at Hobbs for Wardlow. Yeah, because he just beat Ricky Starks.
0: I don't know how good that's going to work out for Hobbs, but yeah, me either. You, you know, and, it's that, and that's, t- and that's the that toughest. That's okay, that's yeah, the yeah, toughest thing, true. bro. Who do you put in there? Who do you put in there that could easily take a loss from him and not be hurt? That's the problem. That is the problem. That is the problem. You know,
1: the all thing
0: let's 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 talk about this. There's not, there's not a shortage of matches for him. Brody King, Buddy yeah. Matthews, uh Miro, Andrade, you know, the, any one of those guys. But all those guys need wins. <laughs> they need well, here's, wins. Here's the thing. The the the
1: the loss to to Wardlow in the midst of a build that culminates at a pay-per-view or, you know, at a big show, it won't be as bad. But if they just say, "Hey, next week we're getting Warlow versus Hobbs," and then Wardlow just wins and it's on to the next, I think that would be bad for said loser. But if they're in a back and forth feud and Hobbs is fucking beating this guy down weeks after weeks and since it's net it's a good back and forth and then we get a good 20-minute match at the at the at the at the payoff show, I don't think an L will be as bad. I think the only as thing long as they look good in the buildup and in that feud. I don't think I don't think a I, I think a bad L would be hey next on Rampage we got Wardlow and Hobbs to see what happens and then you know Hobbs loses and yeah that that's a major fucking L.
0: I, I think the I think the only guy that makes sense right now is doing a one on one match with Jay Lethal get that powerbomb spot with Satinum Singh and then move on and build something fresh going into Full Gear. I'm
1: tired of looking at Wardlow and that fucking crew in the same fucking ring.
0: I mean, well, me too, bro. I mean, but we got we got to play it safe here. Move the fuck on. I'm tired of looking
1: at Wardlow. Look at Sadden and Sing. No. Well,
0: I'm you long. know the power bomb is coming. Long. You know it's going
1: to happen. Oh no, man. That 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 whole crew just feels like this mid-card purgatory. Sadden and Sing, Jay Leto, all of that shit. Move on from that. That that's that's part of the shit holding Wardlow back, man. He needs to move on to somebody more important. Sammy. Sammy Guevara. Again? Dude anything but setting and singing jay lethal
0: i don't know bro it, again it's very very tough a uh, tough subject to really attack uh, hopefully tony Khan knows what the fuck he's doing really anyway okay. moving on we got danielson brian danielson and adam hangman page a lot of people were like oh, why is adam page in this match why is he in the tournament adam page didn't really do anything wrong that's why
1: anything wrong man
0: he didn't do anything wrong so that's my uh that's my stance on that uh, he did go into business for himself a little bit, but it's nothing to a point where it should have rattled CM Punk to the fucking bone and him uh, starting a whole fucking volcanic eruption backstage. But that's what happened, and he took a loss here, as expected, and rightfully so, to Brian Danielson. So these two had a pay-per-view-worthy match. Absolutely incredible. This is the, the third of a string of matches that we've seen this year. Hangman's somebody, in there. Somebody wants me to put
1: more respect on Jay Leto's name. I'll do that when Tony Khan does it. I'm serious, dude. I'm 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 really tired of uh, of, of Jay Lethal hanging around Sat Dan Singh and and Sanjay Dutt and everything. It's, dude, get him away from them, man. It's not working. This this whole Sat and and Sanjay Dutt with Jay Lethal is bringing down Jay Lethal, as far as I'm concerned. Well,
0: you need to put more respect on Jay Lethal, man.
1: Jay Lethal's awesome, bro. For whoever said that Jay Lethal is fucking awesome and. If I sound like I was putting them down a few minutes ago, I was because Tony Khan has. So, I would love to put more respect on his name. I hope Tony Khan does so I can. Yeah, you know. Sorry, bro. Go ahead. Man.
0: Danielson, um, great match, pay per view worthy match, uh, right feel to it, especially with uh Punk being stripped of the title. Uh, definitely, uh, really did the title good here, especially for the tournament that we're gonna get culminating at Grand Slam. So we got Hangman in there, and he had a ladder on Danielson. They were on the apron. Danielson spilled out to the floor. Danielson dodged a tope and drove Hangman into the ring post, shoulder first. They continued to work over uh, Hangman's arm here. And he wanted to basically take that arm away so he doesn't – he's not able to do the buckshot ladder. That was the story of the match. So Danielson had a big running kick to Hangman on the floor – uh, continuing to go after Hangman uh, with strikes in the ring. Danielson did a crossbody, but Hangman caught him, hit a fallaway slam. Hangman hit a tope and then went for a dead eye in the ring, but Danielson fought out and went right back to working on the arm. So Hangman uh, started to come back. He cut Danielson off on the top rope, hit a moonsault fallaway slam, which looked beautiful for a two count on Danielson. Hangman went for a buckshot, Larry. Danielson rolled to the other side of the ring. And both men ended up on the apron, but Danielson was able to do an arm wringer and drove Hangman into the mat, again, taking advantage of that arm. Hangman and Danielson then were exchanging some bomb-like chops in the middle of the ring. Hangman hit an elevated sit-out powerbomb for a near fall. Danielson hit some hammer and anvil elbows on the top turnbuckle and went for a suplex off the top rope. Hangman did a backflip. Hangman hit a lariat, but Danielson immediately took advantage and put the label lock on page. Danielson then uh, was thrown into the ropes. After the LaBelle lock, he skinned the cat. He then turned and went right back for an armbar before rolling back into another LaBelle lock. Hangman rolled Danielson out of it and hit knees to Danielson's shoulders. Hangman and Danielson exchanged forearms before Hangman connected with a dead eye. He counted the Busaiko knee. Hangman went for a moonsault press, but Danielson moved and hit the knee anyway. Hangman rolled out to the floor to avoid being pinned. So that was a great, uh, a very climactic ending there with him getting hit with the finish and then rolled out to the outside. Hangman then hit a powerbomb on the apron after a dive attempt failed by Brian. Hit the moonsault on the floor, a signature moonsault. Danielson's in the ring, all stunned. And he's all on uh, wobbly legs. Danielson ducked the buckshot lariat attempt and ended it with an O'Connor roll for a one, two, three. An O'Connor roll with a bridge for one, two, three. Match was fantastic. Uh, it was everything it needed to be for the world title tournament that Tony Khan put together tonight. And Brian won. The right guy won. Great, great match.
1: No, it's a fantastic match. I mean, zero complaints there. It's always good watching um, Brian Danielson work. Yep um the I'm next happy world to see, champion yeah, yeah i'm 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 happy to see uh hangman didn't get punished for all of this um because again at least from all of the accounts we've seen he's just out there trying to work and you know it's not his fault that someone took things personally or the wrong way so that's, I mean all in all i mean i like the direction i like the direction of 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 Brian going over and hopefully goes far into the tournament
0: man yeah I agree. Brian is the next champion. That's the right way to go. Hopefully, Tony Khan is on the same wavelength and thought-wise about that. Jungle Boy, he cut a pre-tape promo here. He was in the back talking about Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy said Christian has prolonged the inevitable. He says he can go and get his surgery, and when he returns at 100%, He's going to take years off his miserable life. Uh, I don't know if that's legit or, or not, but he did say he needs surgery. I don't know anything about that, but uh, we may be getting a glimpse of uh, something going on there that we weren't filled in on earlier. He told Luchasaurus that he carried his entire career on his back for three years and busted his ass week after week to make them champions. He said when people said Luchasaurus was a liability and a joke, maybe they were right. He said, maybe what happened Sunday is that giant anchor was released from around his ankles. And he says, sometimes you can move on from your past and other times you have to destroy it. This was a great Jungle Boy promo. Very, very focused and very direct. Excellent promo. Very
1: good.
0: Very. I'm I'm, I'm in the belief this was his best promo in AEW. Absolutely. I was about to say this is his best promo yet.
1: Yep. Loved it.
0: Now, we don't know if Christian really needs surgery, if that was just part of the whole story here that he talked about kind of leaving Christian on the sidelines for a little bit while he takes care of Luchasaurus first because Luchasaurus turned on him at the pay-per-view. We don't know yet. Hopefully, we'll get uh, information on that in the uh, days to come. Stokely Hathaway was on the ramp with this new group that he's put together. Ethan Page, the Gun Club, Lee Moriarty, and W. Morrissey were standing in the back very stoically. said everyone was wondering why he did what he did on Sunday. He said it was the greatest night of his career. He said he's the king of ladder matches. And we got this geeky producer coming up telling him to stop talking because they were uh, running low on time for the segment. Stokely said that's crazy, and he grabbed this guy by his collar and his lapel and says he should pay him the same amount of respect he gives his own father. He then hit the guy in the chin with the microphone. Colton and Austin Gunn beat him up. Ethan Page was cheering them on from, uh, from the sidelines. Ethan then started punching away at him too. Uh, they held this geek up and Morrissey gave him a big boot and he rolled down the aisleway. We still don't have any, any, any information, Jesse, on who these guys are or what their fucking plan is. And that's exactly what I expected to hear. And we didn't. I really want to know what they had to do with MJF. Nothing. We got nothing here. This is the type of shit that kind of gets lost in... In the shuffle, we we need at least some story advancement. This was just there, and honestly, just felt like they put these guys on TV for the sake of filling fucking three minutes here, with no real rhyme or reason, no explanation. You know, I I, I waited,
1: I waited after MJF came out to see what these guys said when they came out, and Hathaway didn't mention it. MJF didn't mention it. No, was gonna. I mean, he just got the 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 chip and brought it down
0: and gave it to MJF. Why we we need. I'm not saying you got to give me fucking uh, a seven course meal here. You got to give me something. You got to give me an appetizer with a fucking cold beverage. Seriously. Tell me something.
1: Something. That's that's, I just want to know why these guys had no affiliation to any of our knowledge. So why did MJF just just hire them for one night? I don't think that's the case. Right. I don't think uh, maybe I don't think so. Could be waiting for them to tell me.
0: I don't know. That's a, that's a huge missed opportunity there. Yep. So we got Rampage. I don't know if it's live coming up on. Uh, I don't think it is because Jesse, you said he came out and addressed the Rampage crowd, so I guess it's taped. I, I guess Ta- I won't be watching. Yeah. Uh, Samoa Joe will speak on Rampage. Sammy versus Darby Allin in a tournament match. Serena D versus Madison Rain and Claudio versus Dax. I may tune in for that. That sounds like a great match. Is that for the ROA's title? Team? It is for the Ring of Honor World Title. Why? I don't get it. Why? Why is Ring of Honor shit on my Dynamite show? I don't get it. Then I got to hear Claudio saying, oh, yeah, the title should be defended everywhere. This is wrestling. No, it ain't. It's AEW. It's not Ring of Honor. There's too many. There's too many
1: AEW titles. Not even including the
0: ROH ones and those are the ones we see it on TV every week. We've seen the Ring of Honor world title defended more than the Atlantic title and the TNT title combined. Combined. Combined! combined. <laughs> Why? Unless Ring of Honor is getting a TV deal, I don't give a fuck about Ring of Honor. Claudio no. should be used in an AEW capacity until you want to move him over to Ring of Honor. Or and the, even that, the, I think that's beneath him. The one thing
1: I text you about tonight's main event, you know... Awesome match! Love the wrestlers. Don't give a shit about the pure title. Yes, I
0: just don't. I thought this was a great match. Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta for the ROH Pure Championships. Westside Gun rapped Daniel Garcia to the ring. What did you think of that, Jess? Oh man, don't do this to me. Let's see the the rap enthusiast, Jesse. What did you think of Westside Gun rapping? Daniel Garcia to the ring in Buffalo, bro. I have uh, I have 4,400 people waiting with bated breath about your review of West Side Gun. I loved it. He's my favorite rapper. Get out bro. of here. Yeah, really? Listen, man, I got, I got West Side. I got all the albums on my Spotify playlist, bro. I got them all. Absolutely fantastic. And I, look, I'm just, I'm just,
1: look, man, the last time we had this fucking <laughs> shit happening, I didn't know who the last guy was, people got all pissed off at me. I mean, the rap wasn't, Listen, Terrible. listen, listen,
0: bro. Don't even... How many tacos, man? Out of five, how many tacos?
1: Ugh. Two. They used the... One. like they used the old Wu-Tang beat like and, and screwed it
0: and slowed it like an old Raekwon beat. Bro, you know what I would give the, the West Side Gun rap, bro? I would give it maybe a small cup of Pico de Gallo. Uh. I'm not even giving it a taco rating. I'm giving it a, a rating of Pico de Gallo and, and, and nothing but fucking crumpled up tortilla chips. That's what I'm giving it. I'm not doing this shit to me again. Man. <laughs> last time, I don't even remember that clown. Listen, look, bro, bro, who, who was who was better, man? Top Dollar or West Side Gun? Oh, West Side Gun. Okay, West Side. Gun. Call anything up. Easily. Hit Row Easily. or West Side Gun? Who? Hit Row or West Side Gun? Hit Row. You just asked me that. You just said Top Dollar. Well, Top Dollar isn't all of Hit Row. There's two other rappers in that group. You think so? no i don't okay no i don't
1: the the beat the beat was weird to me like i said the beat sounded like a a a remixed and chopped and screwed uh beat but i don't know here we go i don't know i don't know know who 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 that is bro Rayquan. i don't know who that i don't know i don't know
0: who that i'm sorry
1: there you go i mean again it is. I mean, it is just not. it, it is not my. That forte would be like now. me. That would be a, like me school. naming
0: Swedish death metal bands off off, off to Jesse, and uh, it's like I expect them to know who they are. Basically. Yeah, bro, I love Soilwork. Yeah, I love Mercenary. Yeah, I love Demut Borgir. Yeah, I love uh, you know whoever else comes from fucking In Flames. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesse doesn't, doesn't like, know who the fuck they are. Who, who the fuck is Raekwon? Who is Raekwon? who? who? Rayquan the chef. Wu-Tang, no. bro, come nah, on, bro man. I, don't, I don't listen to that stuff, come man on, Come man. on, I'm a fucking white guy from the Bronx, man Come on uh,
1: Hey, from the Bronx, dude, that's where the Wu-Tang is from, man Shao Listen, in. man,
0: listen bro. Get out of here I appreciate everybody's taste in music, but I listen hey, to man, what I listen
1: uh, to uh, no, All shit, all, no cap, all bullshit in the side, man Wu-Tang is New York Fucking Royalty, bro
0: royalty. Oh, I know Wu
1: I know Wu-Tang, but I don't know them by name Oh, this is Raekwon, man.
0: Ghostface, meth. You got. Come on, man. Come on. I got a lot of learning to do. Uh, anyway, but- Daniel Garcia, Willie Utah, pure title. I agree with Jesse. The, the pure champion. First of all, Adam Page and Brian Danielson should have been the main event. Number one. Number two, I, I get why they put this in the main event. Buffalo, Daniel Garcia. They wanted the hometown moment. Tony Khan is all about that. It's fine. Uh, I don't agree with the Ring of Honor stuff being on Dynamite. I think it, uh, I, I think it sucks. Uh, I think it devalues the rest of the championships that you should be focusing on, like Jesse said. But I get why they did it. I would, I would like to see less of it, and it was a great match nonetheless. It was a great so, match. So uh, we got Yuta. At one point in the match, he forced Garcia to use one of his rope breaks because every time you rope break, you uh, have three rope breaks in total. Every time you rope break, it counts against you and at some point when you expend all of your rope breaks, if you're in a submission hold and on the ropes, it is, uh, it is no way out for you. So it's not going to be a rope break. So the, you, could, you could actually be lose, lose, losing the match. You could lose the match in a submission hold on the ropes. Uh, Yuna kicked Garcia with a flat, uh, the bottom of his foot, uh, in a very disrespectful way. Garcia obviously did not like this. Yuna stayed in control of the match. Regal. It's on commentary there, hyping up the Blackpool Combat Club, saying that he would love Garcia in the I love this. I put this in my notes. He would love Garcia in the Blackpool Combat Club, but also he doesn't because he wants Garcia out there to wrestle someone like Wheel of Yuta because it makes the Blackpool Combat Club better when Garcia is out there wrestling guys like Yuda. I thought that was great. It
1: was, it, was, it was great shit, man.
0: Garcia was making a comeback. Fans chanted his name. Yuta was punching away at Garcia. He was given a warning because you can't close fist punch in a pure title match. Garcia went down, grabbed at his jaw. Garcia suddenly applied a lion tamer. Yuta counted into a crossface. Fans were booing. They wanted Garcia to win this. Yuta leveraged Garcia's shoulders down with a seatbelt submission. Garcia came back with a dragon tamer, which is nothing more than a lion tamer. And Yuta tapped out. crowd popped big for him winning in his hometown. 16 minutes, he becomes the new ROH, Pure Champion. And Dynamite goes off the air with confetti, and we got uh, Westside Gun there with his crew all celebrating. And that's the way Dynamite went off the air. I thought this was a great show. Very, very focused show. Very, uh, very much a statement show. They came out with all guns blazing. They, they came out looking like they had a fire lit underneath their asshole. I thought this was a great show. A very important Dynamite show, and they nailed it yeah i agree i agree that i mean we you just
1: we just we just needed pro wrestling with no drama yeah that's all we needed we need to reset what happened over the weekend we need to try to clear the air a little bit um to be honest i would have liked a little bit more transparency as far as what's happening with punk and the elite but but they
0: said there's an ongoing investigation i'm sure we'll hear more soon And that is it, guys. That is your AEW Dynamite post-show portion of the review. If you enjoyed it, please hit that thumbs up. We got over 1,600 likes. Make sure you guys continue to hit that thumbs up. Man, I got 4,200 people still in here. I need 2,000. 2,000 minimum in the OTS venue. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. Memberships are open. Get them on in. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206 twitter instagram tiktok and cameo links are down below in the description you guys can go follow jesse as well on twitter at shytown smart go find them on youtube as well at shytown smart on youtube live reactions to aw dark and elevation and rampage on friday nights and jesse's going to be doing some live reactions to dynamite too because i'm not going to be available in the middle of october as i'm taking a one-week vacation
1: yes and i'm i'm glad you mentioned that um I'm not going to be here next week.
0: Jesse will not be on the review next week. Oh, boy.
1: I will not be here next week, and I will not be doing my streams next week. I
0: got to take a week off. There you go. Heard it from the man's mouth. I'll be solo next week. I'll be solo Sakoa next week. There you go, man. Anyway, guys, let's get into the Super Chats. Uh, I want to start at the top here. Michelle Moran with a $4 super chat Might be a long suspension if Trios belts vacated. No doubt about it, Moxley is the MVP of AEW. You
1: know, we waited all this fucking time to get these Trios titles. Waited for Kenny Omega to come back before we could actually, actually use them, and now we have to vacate
0: them. You know what that means to me, bro? You know what that tells me? The, the plan for Tony Khan to not do FTR versus the Bucks was uh, the wrong decision to make. Yeah, man. Tony Brown, 499 Super Chat. He says, Ford and Storm Booty. There you go. Yeah, man. Penelope Ford got uh, got some booty meat for sure. There you go, man. For sure. Spontane 22 with a $5 Super Chat times two. Can you do your voice impressions? Vince says, J.D., you're fired. Tony Khan says... JD, you're hired. Joke. Where does a group of friends stay? At the Lettuce Inn. My jokes will be better than that other guy's.
1: A group of friends.
0: Oh, you mean Sidro? Spontane, I'm gonna have to ask you to put some respect on Sidro's name, bro. You can't you can't be calling him the other guy. Okay? And your joke is a thumbs down, bro. I'm sorry. What, what, what does a group of friends stay? Where does a group of friends stay? At the Lettuce in Lettuce. Like a, a head of lettuce, Jesse. Like a salad lettuce. What does, a, what does lettuce have to do with friends? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I don't I don't see the double entendre here. I'm trying to pick this up. I don't get it. I don't
0: know, bro. Let Spontane. Us in. Spontane 22. Get him out. Jeez. Get him out. Hero with a $5 super chat. After Jamie Hader and Britt Baker go their separate ways. Do you think babyface Jamie Hader should beat Jade for the Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they have nobody else, man. Michelle Moran with a two dollar super jet. Great Page Brian match, but Paige is losing too much. Paige is fine. Paige is fine. Spontane with a four dollars super chat. What's AJ Styles' favorite snack? A PB AJ sandwich. They just forced AJ in there. <sighs> What's an in shape ship called? Fin Finlays Finley.
1: I'm really starting to
0: appreciate Sidra. <laughs> <laughs> a lot spontane, more. spontane, bro. Don't quit your day job, bro. Really. Jaden Gilliam you know I got a song on here I want to play so fucking bad but I can't because it's going to be a copyright strike I I, can't, I I wish maybe one of these days I'll do it I don't know it's a great cover of Skid Row's Monkey Business Jaden right. Gilliam with a 199 Super Jazz such a great show to see live top to bottom fire OTS thank you Jaden Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. The six-man tag. Danielson Page. Danielson, Daniel Garcia. you to matches of the night. Thank you, Joseph. You just went over the whole show. DV Acme with a $5 super chat. Banger show. They had a hard reset caused by the suspension, and the title stripping of CM Punk, and the Elite gave all the guys next in line chances to shine. It absolutely did, Acme. I hope this, I hope this is going to be a benefit for the company. I hope this really lit a fire under everybody's ass. ECW Hardcore 07 with a $5 super chat in the face of adversity. TK and AEW hit a grand slam tonight. OTS for life. Cheers, JD. Excellent show, Hardcore. Excellent show tonight. 813 Car Guy. My guy with a $100 super chat. Sick as a dog. So I'll have to watch tomorrow, you guys. Great Dynamite tonight. Entertaining promo stories progressing. Awesome crowd and great action in the ring. Have a great show, fellas. Car Guy, thank you so much, brother. And get well. Dotson. Four-month membership. Thank you, brother. Anybody notice the tournament consists of people MJF has had personal feuds with? Hmm. Yeah, basically everybody. Jericho. Moxley. Darby. It's gonna be great. The Quiet Storm and Jay Caleb Show with new memberships. Thank you guys very much. The Quiet Storm with a $5 Super Chat. What did Devon tell Bubba? What is everybody a fucking comedian now? What did Devon tell Bubba when they were working at McDonald's? Oh, Bubba, test the fries. Now this guy, Jesse, he's stealing, he's stealing Sidro's content. I don't believe what I got on my hands here. That was halfway decent. But Sidro told that joke, bro.
1: Oh, he did? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Come on, man. Quiet, I'm I'm going to have to ask you to get out of here, bro. Get out. I had to stop listening to Sidro, man. It it got really,
0: really bad. Get out. Go take a break behind the fucking bar by the dumpster with the uh, old man back there who's fucking homeless and Titus throws some fries and whatnot. Just get out and then come back and have a call back. Come on. Did Did he copyright it, though? Did Sidro copyright that joke? No. No, he did not. All right. Uh, Drizzy Drew with a 199 super chat. Felt like a hard reset, like the calm after the storm. It did. I felt like it was a reset of some uh, of some type for sure. Joseph Taylor with a $7 super chat. The reason I said I prefer Serena Deeb and Riho over Jamie is because I like older women and Japanese women.
1: That, that's the reason.
0: You like Serena Deeb over Jamie Hater, bro. I, I I question your taste in women.
1: Wait a minute. Hold on. Give him a minute. Maybe he means as a pro wrestler.
0: No, he does not mean as a pro wrestler, bro. Bro, I'm trying here, man. I'm trying. Miles Marable with a $1.99 SuperJet. AEW hit the reset button. Hashtag OTS for life. Hashtag get him out. Thank you, Miles. Versified with a new membership. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking? And a $5 Phil and Elite had to do was be professional. Even when his old friend's name was affiliated with that journalist, instead, both ego showed its toxicity. Yeah, they didn't they 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 didn't know how to be professional on that night, bro. And Nick Kausman's a fucking silly cocksucker. Honestly. He was the one who raised the question at the Supercard of Honor Scrum. He even asked the question. Well, did uh, did Colt Cabana being moved to Ring of Honor? Did that have anything to do with CM Punk? You think CM Punk heard that? This guy blacked out his screen. Oh, come on, bro! Come on, man! Don't go Dude, away over here. Don't put
1: me in your IWC drama, man.
0: There's no IWC drama, man. He doesn't even know I'm alive. Michael Raymond with a $2 super chat. J.D. and Jesse, do you think OC and company losing was bad booking? No. I do not. that triangle is the right way to go. The Francisco Guerrero show with a $5 super chat. Should have went to Buffalo Wild Wings instead of Hooters. No caption play on AEW, and the audio wasn't allowed because of the Houston Astros. Well, nobody told you to go to Buffalo Wild Wings to go watch... Uh, or Hooters, instead of Buffalo Wild Wings, bro. Or Hooters to go watch a pro wrestling show. What the fuck are you going to Hooters to watch a pro wrestling show for?
1: Buffalo Wild Wings sucks.
0: Bro. Buffalo Wild Wings sucks?
1: Yeah.
0: Not a thing. It's frozen food, bro. Not a thing, bro. Cam G with a $10 super chat. Wow, J.D. TK actually did something. I'm honestly shocked by that way. Uh, OTS for life. Thank you, Cam G. Yes, he did something. He did something real good tonight. Big Bad Lone Wolf. This is uh, Baron Corbin's burner account. Uh, Larry, top heel of 2022. side MJF with a $2 super chat. No, L- the muffin is the top heel. Bro. Yeah, yeah, the muffin and the bakery are the different top heels of the business. Yes. Treehouse with a $5 super chat. J.D. Jesse, salute family, 100. Thank you, Treehouse. Thank you. J.D. from Texas. Guy stealing my gimmick becomes a new member. Thank you, J.D. from Texas. Appreciate you, bro. What are you drinking? Roderick Wilch. $10 SuperJet. I love Punk, Kenny, and the Bucks, but all of this is just bad for business. I honestly expected more from them. I'm disappointed. Why does every other company outside of WWE destroy themselves from within? Because there's no, there's no managerial structure, bro. That's the problem. And people don't respect management in AEW. You would never see anybody... Anybody in this lifetime do that to Paul Levin? Hashtag Big Swole was right. There you go. Eater Augustamar. $2 super chat. Happy TK. strip them. It's ridiculous nonsense. I am as well. Robert Lomo. What a $5 super chat. So basically, if Tony, if Tony fires CM Punk, then he will sue the company for hostile from management. Damn. Tony's not firing CM Punk. Not firing Ciampa. Maybe that's where the legalities come into play. We don't know, but I don't. I just can't see Tony Khan firing Ciampa. Basic with a four ninety nine super chat. I'm, I'm not surprised that Jericho is doing a great job in the locker room. He was willing to go to war with Brock over what he did to Randy. Jericho is a gem, bro. Frank Aquilino with a nine ninety nine super chat trios match and hangman brian were awesome tk needs to fire punk and move on he's poisoned to the locker room and injury prone AEW will live on focus on mjf going forward there, there are quite a few people that want him fired, bro like jesse said there was a hashtag uh cm punk uh what, what was it jesse um, fire hashtag CM fire
1: cm punk is
0: currently trending there you in go sports. i'm looking at it right now Basic with a four ninety nine super chat. I'm not surprised that Jericho is doing a great job in the locker room. Oh uh, yes. Uh, thank you, Basic. Uh, Acme five dollars super chat. I'm a mental health nurse, and I think Punk might legit be mentally ill. He shows narcissistic, paranoid, histrionic, and explosive personality traits. You might be onto something there, Acme. Could
1: be. All, no! I'm kidding aside, man. I was I had about three or four jokes lined up for that, but. All kidding
0: aside, it could possibly be true. Maybe. Kenny Manuel with a $20 super chat. Thank you, Kenny. Bled TK, Strip Punk and the EVPs over some Colt Cabana BS. By the way, our Braves caught the match. Yes, they did. The Braves are in first place. Now it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough for the rest of the season to, to maintain that. But the Braves are hot right now. They won seven in a row. Seizure your poetry. I uh, no, no Seize your property. Seize your property. I'm sorry. Fight out, Super Chat. Why didn't Hangman catch any heat out of all of this situation? Because Hangman didn't really do anything. Hangman Agreed. didn't really do anything, bro. If there's one guy that I'm not going to blast on here, it's Hangman Page. And most importantly,
1: he was not involved in that scuffle at all. No. He left he the was building. He not there.
0: He left the building after the show was on.
1: There's no reason to, to discipline him for what he said. I mean, he said what was on his mind. He didn't call anybody out. I mean, he, he said what he felt. What did he do wrong? It was pumped. They got offended.
0: Thank you, Seize Your Property. Billy Roeder with a $5 Super Chat. No message. Thank you, Billy. Angel Alaga with a $150 Super Chat. Thank you, Angel. We love you, brother. Uh, Very good show tonight. Tony did the right thing, suspending everyone. Punk being stripped was the right thing to do. He started all this mess to begin with, but wrestlers should never be EVPs. Absolutely agree, Angel. I would take those EVP titles away from them as soon as they get back. Frank Aquilino with a $199 Jet. Also, Mox is the man. Great promo. Excellent promo on the promo AEW need. Kinson Stanley with a $2 super SuperJet. Twitter is the incarnation of retardation. I agree. I'm only on there because I have a show. If I didn't have this show, I wouldn't be on Twitter. Which would make a lot of people happy. DV Acme, $5 super chat. This dynamite show showed AEW's roster is so deep that the elite are not essential to the company. If I were Kenny and the Bucks, I'd behave from now on. Oh, they're they're gonna behave. They're gonna behave. Steven with a five dollar super chat. If the cons can fire urban mayor for being a jerk, then they should have no problem letting steel and punk go. You got a point, Jess. But what was urban mayor accused of, bro? Who
1: was urban mayor?
0: Uh, the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, okay. What was he? What was, it, was he ousted for like sexual misconduct or something? Groping I have on no women?
1: no idea. I, I have no idea.
0: Uh, Steven, we don't really know about the football or Jacksonville Jaguars, but I believe it was sexual misconduct. Yeah, Punk was not groping women, bro. Will check, 199. Brian going on a championship tear. Count me in. Me too. Seize your property with a $5 super chat. If I was Kenny, I would tell the Young Bucks, let's ditch AEW and leave to join WWE and fuck CM Punk. They're not joining WWE, bro. Even though I, I'm sure Triple H would gladly take any Omega. Get bent with a 9.99 super Jot. I am a commercial cannabis grower. And my whole crew who knew the Messiah of the IWC is. Really? Thanks for the commitment and honesty. You're growing in a hot garden. So much better. You make growing in a hot garden so much better. We love you in Denver. That's awesome, bro. They should name a, name a strain after you, man. Yo, get Ben, Name a strain after the podcast, bro. I'd love to... Uh, I don't really smoke, but... Maybe we could get something going there. There you go. Billy Rhoda with a $10 Super Chat. Last had to stop Cornet in podcasts from telling private stories told to them four years ago about trouble EVPs caused for many talent and that Punk could say while others are afraid to lose job seems to be just as big a cancer whatever man i lost respect for a lot of these people honestly i did ego their egos are just disgusting i don't listen to cornet i don't so i believe you yes cornet's got a story or two to tell for sure Phil with a 1999 Super Chat. Yeah, thank you, Phil. AEW made a statement tonight. Daniel Garcia as ROH Pure Champion was the right choice. And I get to see a new world champion crowned at Grand Slam. Please let it be Brian and Mox. Keep it up, guys. Love the show. Thank you, Phil.
1: You know what I would love to see? Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta in a tag team.
0: I think that'd be great.
1: That'd be, that'd be, it'd be so good, dude. Those two versus FTR.
0: That'd be great. Bro. FTR, you see, I think Cash uh, put it out there. Winner of the acclaimed and swerving our glory, he says we got dibs. FTR yep. got dibs. KW with a one hundred dollar super chat. Twitter is finally right. Jesse isn't is a WWE Charlotte bot. Jokes aside, love you guys and keep up the great work. Also, MJF is the hero that AEW desperately needs, but I'm no longer sure AEW really deserves him. That'll be up to MJF to decide, bro. He's going to go where he wants to go. I appreciate you, brother. And yes, uh, uh, Twitter got nothing right. Jesse's not a Charlotte bot. What,
1: the f- I'm like, what? It's like one of those things. Like, okay, insult, whatever, insult, whatever.
0: whatever, whatever. Wait, what did he say? I wasn't. Like, Twitter finally got it right. Jesse is a Charlotte bot.
1: I'm a, I'm a WWE bot now. What the fuck? I was so taken aback by that fucking tweet, man. I'm not gonna lie.
0: I don't know, man. Thank you, KW. Jesse's not a bot. (laughs) The best starter with a five dollar super jet. Still watching. Way to surge forward. Excellent. With excitement and energy. TK gaining back respect. I'll take L on Brit. Back to AEW Originals in the title pick, thank God. Startup TV with Chris Michael Harris with a 9.99 super chat. With Triple H creating new energy at WWE, I'm not risking the entire locker room over a 43-year-old injury-prone talent. I would take that punk money and do everything possible to lock down MJF in the future. You make a good point, bro
1: i think we're catering too much for a guy that is clearly past his prime physically i mean he's past his prime physically there's there's no debating that and he's making the most money out of anyone when he's not going to be the future of your company so yeah i would reevaluate it
0: manny with a five dollar super chat. jd a steel was not listed as a coach on the aw site and i checked going back to 9-1-2022 there you go
1: how can you check going back
0: I don't know. But yeah, I was just wondering though. Okay, cool. All right. GVO Light. Thank you, Manny. GVO Light with a $5 super chat. I could see Wardlow's next opponent being Dante Martin or Trent Beretta. I know both men could help put on a banger. That's if OC goes after AACS. Dante Martin or Trent Beretta does not excite me about Wardlow's next opponent, bro. At all. T-Mac with the $5 super chat. I don't buy the story of any member of the Elite kicking down a locked door in the arena. Those doors are solid. They probably just barged in. Well, I mean, if Punk said, you know, come find me in, in the scrum and then locked his door behind him, it also leads to him being another hypocrite with that statement. Because, the, you know, you know, people want to talk to him, you but you're, you're hiding behind open. a locked door, which I get. He just wrestled a long match and had a long night, but I mean... No, no, no. He physically said his door is always open. Yes. But his door was not open. It wasn't open. It was forbidden. Hypocrite. NYC Demon Diva Issa, what is going on? 15 months, Triple H at the Bad Bunny concert. He probably felt the same way I felt when West Side Gunn wrapped the the, the least street man in all of AEW to the ring. So Daniel Garcia is not a street man, says Issa, bro. I know Jesse's looking very dumbfounded. You confuse, you confuse Jesse, Issa. Maybe you I should tell him who, what a street man is.
1: I don't know what Westside Gun. It is. I don't, what is a street man,
0: bro? You don't know who Westside Gun is? What's wrong with you? Okay, you tell me who it is. How am I supposed to know who Westside Gun is if you don't know who Westside Gun is?
1: You tell me who it is.
0: I don't know. I'm Thank an you, Issa. Guy. Thank you, Issa. Um. 15 months for the Demon Diva. I appreciate it. Seize your property with a $5 super jet. So if JD gets jumped by Ryan Satan and his two goons and two of his goons and your wife and kids are in the same room, Jesse, you wouldn't have done the same thing as, as Ace Steel? You said that I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame it on trying to protect my wife. I would say
1: I was fucking looking ass (laughs) because they was trying to fuck with my boy. Jesse wouldn't blame it on trying to protect his wife. I'm not going to blame it on... Oh, uh, I was just trying to protect... No, man, they were talking shit,
0: so I fucking started swinging too. Issa says bots get confused easily. There you go. Jesse's a Charlotte bot, see? Confirmed. Uh, Triple M with a 199 super chat. JD got banger music. Jesse got banger tacos. Hashtag OTS. Thank you, Triple M. Original Blue Jay with a $5 super chat. AEW needs to have no EVP wrestlers and hire two regular managers and a man or a woman that will oversee behavior in the locker room. I think they need to be stripped of the EVP status as soon as they get back. Black Cesaro. One eight seven with a ten dollars super West Westside Gun is an old school wrestling fan, and a lot of his tracks have wrestling sound bites dropped within. Give them a serious listen. Okay. Fair I think I, I think I'll pass, Cesaro.
1: Oh, I will. I will.
0: There you go. You let me know. You let me know what to listen to. Zero Kaiba with a five dollars super jet. I feel bad mostly for Mox. He had to lay down for Punk. Now he has to fight in another tournament. Thanks to Punk, they should just give him the title back. No. It's not how things work. Coil Phoenix with a 13-month membership. OMG, AEW in Buffalo was amazing tonight. I was there live in person, and being part of it was epic. Spoiler alert, you're, you'll love the Rampage main event. I wink emoji. I'm assuming it it's spoiling. Dax versus Cesaro, no? I thought it was Coil. You didn't tell us shit. I'll find the spoilers out tonight, probably. I'm glad you had a good time, though, Coyle. I didn't know you were there. Great. Jabril Muhammad with a 499 Super Chat. To think we set aside FTR's Bucks 3 for this big story involving the Elite just for them to hold the trio's titles not even for a week. I know, bro. What a disgrace.
1: A week? They didn't hold it longer than a couple of hours.
0: Yeah, 72 hours, bro. Done. (laughs) Australian ten dollar super chat from Yes No. CM Junk is one of the most overrated wrestlers I've ever seen in all my years. I've been a wrestling fan. He is the king of these neckbeard smarks who ruined the wrestling industry. Why don't you tell us how you really feel, yes?
1: That's going to say that's a fucking opinion. I was just there gonna go. say <laughs> Jesus, dude.
0: Wow. Joseph Taylor with a three dollar super chat. Jamie is not my cup of tea. That's why I like it. bro, bro. Your cup of tea sucks. I'll tell you that right now. You're drinking the worst fucking cup of tea that I could possibly bro, ever imagine.
1: I tried helping you, bro, by saying maybe you are talking about in-ring work. Because yes, I'm talking wrestling. I'm taking Selena D Jamie Bro, if Hater. Jamie
0: Hader is- isn't isn't your cup of tea, uh, I, I
1: look, man, look, 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 bro. Whoever that guy is, <laughs> the only way, the only way, if if you're a male, the only way Jamie Hader is not your cup of tea is if you don't
0: prefer women.
1: If that's okay, if that's what that's what your deal is- Joseph
0: Taylor, is, why don't you just come out and tell us you play for the other team, bro, really?
1: I mean, if you don't prefer women, then yes, Jamie Hayter is not your cup of tea. But if you do, Jamie should be your only cup of tea right now.
0: That doesn't fly here, Joseph Tell I, I may have to ask you that out of
1: here. Jeez, man. You know, you know who does not have Jamie Is as their cup of tea? Sunny Kiss. Who? Right.
0: Don't mention that name here in the venue.
1: Why not? Man? You can
0: mention him. He sucks. Hey, he sucks. Yes. Uh, Drizzy drew with a one ninety nine super jet. You seen Brandy's latest tweet? Seems cryptic. I did not. Jesse, get on that. What's Brandy Rhodes tweeting about, bro?
1: It said nothing. It literally said. I've been way too fucking nice.
0: Brandy Rhodes has been nice? I don't know. What has she been nice about? I've been way too fucking nice. Captain Solo with a $2 super chat. He says, delete the elite. Yes, they got deleted for sure. Uh, no, we, we, no, we actually like Nyla Rose here.
1: Hey, hey, who, who's Nyla Rose? Nyla is Rose is a joy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll, bro.
0: Yeah, there's no Nyla Rose hey, bro. I'm going to have to ask you to get the fuck out of here if there's Nyla Rose April. Hey, bro. Come on. No,
1: no, no, no. no don't get out. It twisted, man. You don't like. That, see, 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 this is what I mean. We mentioned Sunny Kiss. People think, oh, we hate all that. No, we hate Sunny Kiss because Sunny Kiss sucks.
0: Yes, Sunday Sunny Kiss, Kiss is a ring. terrible it's pro wrestler. We, 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 we actually quite enjoy it. Nyla Rose here.
1: Jeez. Oh, Cody and Brandy, you bought a new house.
0: Oh, well, maybe that's why she's nice.
1: They bought a new house. Good for them,
0: man. Awesome. He's working overtime in his days off. Yes. Yeah, there you go. They just moved. They just moved in. Phil with a 999 Super Chat. Not going to lie, JD. MJF got me as well. That was great. MJF versus whoever wins this tournament at Full Gear. What do you both think? AW is fine without Punk and the Uh Full Gear seems to be uh, where they're going, bro. In New Jersey. Uh, Diablo all with a $5 chat. It's good to see TK ain't playing games. Jesse, tell them all to fuck off.
1: Yeah. Right, I don't, I don't, I don't.
0: Awful Grimbones. bones call me a bot. Yeah, bots. Jesse's I'm a still
1: bot. looking for that dude. I even replied. Like, I'm waiting for that answer. When did I become coming?
0: WWE? I don't know. It's news to me. Awful Grimbones with a 499 SuperJet. i just saying I love this show. And I got my first car. It's 2022 Chevy Malibu RS. Finally looking forward to these reviews since I can't watch at home. Ah,
1: Malibu RS. Okay. Um, I think that's the one with the... Uh, does they have a supercharger in that one? Or they make an SS for that one? I don't know. That's cool. Nice car, man.
0: Nice car. Captain Solo with a $5 supercharger. I think Cody saw all this drama coming a mile away and bailed. Now he looks like a genius Nostradamus. Maybe. Maybe he knew exactly what the bucks were uh, about and said, fuck it.
1: He did jump off this
0: fucking ship before it started getting rocky, man. And nobody, I don't think anybody blames him at all at this point. No. AK with a 99-cent Super Chat. No message. Thank you, brother. Put it in the tip jar. Leave it for Issa. I don't need it. She's the bartender for the evening. Diablo Stack Cola, $2 Super Chat. I like Asian women, too, but Jamie is cold. 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 Jamie is a winner, bro. Hold his ice, bro. And Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Dakota, Bailey, EO are my couple. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. You're trying to redeem yourself now. You just said Jamie Aider is not your cup of tea, but Bailey is your cup of tea. Okay? You can take take Dakota off that list for me, but... Dakota's pretty hot, I'd say. She's
1: all right. I mean, I can see... I mean, it's, it's not like... It's not like I can't see someone, you know... You know, being all about Dakota, but the you know Serena D thing was
0: kind of off putting. Now EO, EO is definitely just don't started, bro. Woo, Bushy Clementine with a ten dollars super chat. I'm more of a Dakota Kai guy myself, but I wouldn't look the other way if Jamie was in the room. But Athena, dude, more cake than Duncan Hines. Oh my goodness.
1: Let's go back to talking about EO, bro.
0: <laughs> Bushy, I don't think anybody disagrees with you, bro. AK one ninety nine super chat. I want to clap haters' cheeks. All right, bro, listen. Bro, calm down. Calm down. down. All right, the horny police are patrolling (laughs) the venue, okay? Stop. (laughs) Mick Swagger, uh, in 13 months, if Punk gets fired, should the elite soon follow being their EVPs and all? No. Nobody's getting fired, bro. uh,
1: Well, we don't think so. But they cannot fire Kenny Omega... And the young bucks you no. have just gotten rid of your core audience you cannot you will see a significant dip in everything if those three guys leave at once you cannot punk is something you can get over it might sound weird punk is the biggest draw and the biggest money maker you can get rid of punk and move on at this point because of how he buried himself you get rid of kenny and the bucks and you will see significant drops in there that that is your core audience in aew
0: and real Zach James with a $2 Super Chat. Brian Downs with the AEW World Champ. Let's fucking go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, uh, we're about to get out of here, man. I got uh, I got to make myself a cold drink. And I got to play some Destiny. And we are about to uh, jump into the Mustang and get the hell out of here. Bobby Trizzle with a $2 Super Chat. Asai Moonsalt Me EO. Oh, my goodness. And Phil with a $4.99 Super Chat. See you guys talk about these women you had to expect these comments OTS for life can we know beautiful
1: women when we see one bro can we ban Bobby drizzle for talking to
0: you moon salt me eO he says oh my goodness guys touch my eO I need those guitar emojis in the chat I need those Mustang emojis from my VIPs go check out the podcast from earlier today go check out yesterday's major live stream 6000 live last night talking about CM Punk another 5000 today thank you guys so very much man I love you. I'll see you maybe tomorrow with some extra following up on all this, and I'll see you back live Friday for SmackDown and AEW Rampage right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.